Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. We are back. Okay, Friday. Uh, I know it's late, but better than uh, late than never. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, D-Cypher, D-I-Cypher. It's a company created to help you optimize your life. People, I've been saying it for weeks now. Decipher is the lifestyle firm designed to help you make your everyday life easier. They specialize in individualized consulting designed to help you maximize your potential. Call for strategic advising and support, whether it's for help with the short-term focus goals or for coaching or for long-term career management. Among other services, they offer life coaching, mental coaching, contract negotiations, personal advising. Look, not sure that your needs fall into their realm of expertise. Only one way to find out, that's to call them at 1-888-731-COACH. That's 1-888-731-2622. They helped Bubba Jenkins in his last fight. Yes, sir. My breathing techniques and, you know, my mental preparation, I was all ready to go. I never got nervous. And here you go. You got an NCAA champion and a top five guy in the world, okay, saying that they're helping them out, helping them out. So how cool is that? Uh, they also have a book called Decipher Life. It's a newly released audio book, now available for download. If you want to make a positive change in your life, you need to hear this book. You can download Decipher from iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, or directly from their website at decipher.com. Listen, people, I recommend this book for everybody. It's fucking hilarious and has some truly great insight to everyday problems we all face. And it's an audio. Listen at uh, di-cipher.com. Also, tip a fighter. Listen, fighters are grossly underpaid, okay? <laughs> Trust me. Uh, it's bullshit. I see, I see fighters getting one and one for their fights. Uh, and it's nonsense, and we can make a difference. We can tip the fighters directly. I tipped Andrea Lee after her last fight, okay? I like the way she fought. I like the way how much heart she had. Uh, I, I like her style. And you know what? I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give this girl a tip. You can tip the fighters. Today I found out that uh, uh, Tiffany Timebomb, the champion at Lion Fight, has not been paid yet. She's trying to sell her fucking belt just to make money. How fucking ridiculous is that? First of all, it's a whole separate issue, but Lion Fight, pay your fucking fighters. But you know what? If Tiffany was with Tiffany Fighter, we can help make a difference. She wants to sell her belt for 500 bucks. So, tipafighter.com. Go to Tip a Fighter, Right, Bubba? That's right. I think we're actually going to contact Tiffany to, to see if we can help get that belt in-house, in keep that belt where it's at, where yeah, it needs to be. absolutely. Now, we have a great, great podcast today. We have uh, Gabby Romero, who's going to be in studio. She is a uh, jiu-jitsu specialist. Uh, she's just turned pro. She's a, she's a great fighter. Uh, and uh, she's also Holly Holmes' jiu-jitsu partner and coach. She'll be coming in. We have Todd Duffy coming in. I uh, love Todd Duffy. He's looking to fight someone pretty soon. And Uriah Hall might be coming in. I'm not sure if she's coming in, but she might be. But we have on the phone Valentina Shevenko, okay, who uh, is 11-2 and two as a fighter, I believe, 11-2. and two. She was like 9,002 as a kickboxer. She was a nine-time, 19-time world champion. Just lost her fight to uh, Amanda Nunez. Very, very close fight before that. Beat Sarah Kaufman on short notice. We're going to talk to her. 
Uh, the reason that we did not have a podcast this week uh, up until today was I've been away. I was Adam's uh, too famous. I was shooting a TV show called What Happens in Vegas. He's it was famous. A, it was a hidden camera prank show. I had so much fun doing it. Uh, we did pulled off some great pranks. It's sort of like a punk meets kind of camera uh, all in Vegas. It was a blast. Um, I got some fighters involved. I got Mike Pyle and Jay Haran involved. Nice. Um, they were in Vegas, Bubba. If you were in Vegas, I would have gotten you no, involved. No, you know, um, don't worry about it. You know what? Don't worry about it, okay? I, I will always worry, man. I'll always worry about you because you're my friend. Uh, but also, uh, one of the cast members was Shwayze. I don't know if you remember this rapper named Shwayze. He had that song Buzzin', Corona and Lime, a couple other great songs. He had a song with like Snoop Dogg. And I actually met Shwayze years ago because I did. I was doing comedy at uh, the, the Improv, I think in, I don't know, Brea. And uh, Tony Potato, who was a member of the group White Star, he was like their dancer. He was doing comedy. So White Star came. If you remember, I don't know if you know White Star. They were like a big band a couple of years ago. They had a show on VH1. So they saw me and they were like, hey, man, want you to open up for us. I was like, fuck yeah. This is like my big break. This is Cisco Adler. Swayze was there. I'm like, this is going to be great. So I go on this, this show and they throw on like three rappers, one including Swayze, followed by a band, followed by me, followed by White Star. They didn't tell anyone there was a comic on the show. So I go out. Everyone thinks I'm the fucking testing the microphones. I'm like, hey, what's up, guys? Everyone thinks I'm like the intermission act. It could not have went more horribly. Nobody laughed. Nobody even knew what the fuck I was doing, except for like one guy I was making fun of. And uh, my, 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 my dream of, of banging all kinds of Orange County girls that night all fell apart. Man, uh, so you bombed. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know if I necessarily bombed because uh, it wasn't. No one knew it was actual show. Got a boo, All right, huh? it was a bomb. It was a yeah. bomb. I didn't get booed off, but it was it was rough. Okay. But, but it was nice seeing Swayze since then and working on a show with him. That was pretty awesome. Uh, was it a time bomb and you get the belt now? Yes, it was a Tiffany time. I love you, man, with your weird dark MMA humor. Uh, so. <laughs> So not only that, but before that, I was in Fargo, North Dakota, and I saw some MMA Roasted fans. That was awesome. Uh, one show was kind of light because it was uh, actually St. Patrick's Day, which they, they, they celebrated it three days early in Fargo. It's well, the, yeah, I would too if I lived in Fargo. It I'd is, celebrate anything. I would celebrate Christmas in July if I was in Fargo, North Dakota. It is the drunkest city in the world, uh, in like the country at least. It has to be. And everyone gets wasted. It's like ranked number one, and they had a parade. Not only There's that, they had nothing to do. They had to. Not only that, but once it gets warm, then nobody goes uh, out. Everyone like goes out like outside. Nobody yeah. actually goes to like comedy shows. And not only that, Slayer was playing. So it was uh, it was a perfect trifecta of Slayer. Like I, I went on stage. I'm like, there are more people on my airplane than there are in this crowd right now. Uh, so that was that was fun though. I was actually I had actually had a good time. People in Fargo were super nice. But I, I literally flew from L.A. to Minnesota. No, L.A. to Minnesota to Fargo. Back to L, uh, back to Minnesota, back to L.A., and then in six, five hours later, I was on a plane to Vegas. So, so superstar, one of those. Uh, you know what? In hindsight, I think that doing a show in in Fargo would be good because there is nothing to do, and yeah. therefore they no, would show up. The crowd but that the crowds it was just that came, wrong timing for you. No, well, one one show. The other other shows were packed, but right. the crowds that came were amazing. Right. It was it was awesome. The crowds that came. One super hot girl came right, and she's like, but one, I can tell, just one. <laughs> well, the one that was it was like way hot, but she wore too much the glitter. Whole, the only one in the town. But she it was one of those things where she was like, "What are you doing later?" Blah, blah blah. And then she's like, "I'll come out with my friends." And they always say as a comic, never leave 
from the comedy club to their local bar because you lose all your power. Because yeah, when they see you on stage, you you're the fucking man. Uh, and then when they see you in their shitty fucking bar, you're, you're just, just another guy at their shitty fucking bar. Right. And of course, it was a band playing who she knew the guy in the band. So I, I left within seconds. But I'm actually dating this girl now. We're starting a date. It's new. It's always hard oh and the very new. But oh this could be the one. How long is this one going to last? It, it, yeah. So far, it's been uh, it's been two podcasts. I actually I I, I, I did a delayed podcast. Yeah, were we talking week. breakup like last week? Yeah, breakup was a couple weeks ago. But yeah. this one, she's she's super cool. She's fun. Uh, we'll see. You we'll be see. rebounding like Whiteside. You yes. just you just hop off the glass and get right back on it, son. It's always hard in the beginning though because you have to like dead out other relationships that you were sort of seeing and this and that. But uh. Well, yeah, if you're doing relationships back to back, they're probably going to, you know, run into each other every I like this one. Uh, I had a funny story, though, actually. A funny story that I actually told my friend, like, you got to tell on the podcast. So, I don't know, about a year ago, I I met this girl who was, like, petite. We were on a date, and she was really small. And I'm like, wow, you you must be, like, 100 pounds. She's like, I used to be 300 pounds. Wow. I was like, no way. She's like, yeah, I had the lap band surgery, right? So, she shows me the pictures. And she really did. And I was like, holy shit. Like, she looked great now. Yeah. She, had, she had the thing. I, I see the scar. It was actually at a, at right below her boob is where they took out, like, the, all the fat, whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, that I'm night. I'm with you. I'm with you. That Be night fun. she gave me a BJ. And oh, I nice. was like, wow, you really were a fat chick. Because her, uh, <laughs> her BJ was. For people who don't know. <laughs> Fat chicks give good BJs. That's that's the word on the street. That's, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure skinny girls too. Too, John, how are your BJ skills? You'll never know. Oh, thank you. Wow, that's that's amazing. That's that's awesome. Thank you. So, uh, so what's going on with you, Bubba? Ah, man, I'm back in the gym, killing it again. You know, got done sparring this week. You know, back on the horse. I'm looking for my next opponent. We, you know, we should have a Bellator, Bubba J looking for a fight on TV kind of thing. <laughs> Who are we calling out? Call somebody. Everybody in front of me, everybody in front of me has an opponent already. Pitbull's got an opponent. Curran's got an opponent. Georgia Carr comes fighting Curran. Daniel White shows waiting for Daniel Strauss. I just beat Gaiotti Amelucci. So you got to call it the champ, though, because you call it the champ. I well, I like did that. You got to go that. the highest. People, yeah. people that call it the number eight. But he just nine, had like, surgery today, so Ooh. it's who, like who's you know, Strauss. Yeah, he just had a surgery on his hand today, so it's like I can't call out someone in the well, hospital. Well, why don't you say, "Listen, you're ducking me by getting surgery." Like, uh, like there are other ways. One, to actually... one, because we're boys, hey, we're but friends. That, but then he'll two, laugh. He'll know you're being funny. Two is because he is ducking me because he <laughs> had nothing wrong with his hand and he's going into surgery. <laughs> you hear that, Strauss? You're fucking ducking Bubba. I love you, Strauss. Quit ducking Bubba. We know what happened. Back when you guys train, he got the best of you. You do that, I knew that, right, Bubba? The world knows that. The you world. tell him, Adam. Uh, pump yeah. it up. I think, Bubba, what you what you pump should do, or what you probably want to do, is uh, anybody gets injured in any of those upcoming fights, guys ranked above you. Bubba's in, man. I'm in. We can Bubba's make that in. happen. Scott Coker, I want to listen fight. up. This no, is psycho. No, I don't like that. I don't like that idea. I don't like the short notice Bubba. Oh, uh, no. Because I'm, I'm ready to go right but now. But I like when he short actually notice Bubba. Anytime, anywhere. Any, right. That's right. Short notice Bubba is a good Bubba to have. But I feel it's like. It's bad for my opponents. No, no, no. I feel like you would have taken Gaiotti on a short notice. We did okay. take Gaiotti on a short notice. But not it wasn't that short notice. You, you had planned for his jiu-jitsu. You were working leg lock defense. You were working all these defenses. Because, yeah. And you were really smart about that, okay? Absolutely. You take that fight. You told me week. to watch out for his power. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, I kind of remember. That. You take that fight out. Well, he never hit you. Damn right. Exactly. That's the point. But you, <laughs> we don't know about you. it. But you take that fight on one notice, you may have gotten caught in one of those submissions. You're possibly right. Yes, that is, that is very, very, yeah, but at the same very time, strategic if, of you. If you look at the guys that. above him right now, you got Daniel Strauss, grappler. Mm-hmm. Grappler. Daniel Weichel, 
Decent striker, decent grappling. Great grappling, White Isn't that great grappling? Yeah, he's I'm got not some worried about Wyshaw against Bolo. Yeah. You got Pitbull. I think Gaiotti is the takes best. His lunch money. I think Gaiotti is the best submissionist uh, grappler, jujitsu guy. But he's also a right little one dimensional, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, but that's what makes him so dangerous at what he does. Right. Right. I guess people can say that I'm one dimensional in a sense because I'll just take you down and try to. Not really. Well, yeah, but I've I've noticed that these these kicks to takedowns, these strikes that you've been doing. I'm mixing it up, bro. You're We're scratching. We scratch, scratch, scratching the surface, you know. All right, all right. I but I, I want to fight soon. I want it to be on that Phil Davis because me and Phil Davis are boys, and we want it to be on the same card. San Jose card. You know, yeah, San Jose, Phil up. Dave. Uh, King Mo, Josh Chandler, Thompson. Thompson. I want to be on that card. What is that card? On, on May fourteenth. I've been, I've been, I've been pleading to get it. Um, I wanted to fight Emmanuel Sanchez. He's an exciting up and coming fighter. He's, no, he's you know, ranked he's, below you. Everyone in front of me is is no, tied up. Who, who, who can I go? Uh, who can current. I fight? Tell me. Who's current fighting? Georgia Garcanyan. Garcanyan. So wait for that. And he declined the fight <laughs> twice. Now what? Go ahead. Keep going. Strauss. <laughs> Strauss is. Had surgery, had surgery today. today. Uh, Wenchel. Weichel's not waiting. Not not going to fight anyone until he gets Strauss. He's he's next up. Uh, he wouldn't ruin that Bellator opportunity isn't even for another month. So jump to seventy or fifty five and call that guy. Who? Uh, who's the champ at fifty five? Another Will friend Brooks. of mine, Will Brooks from ATT. You fight him? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Would you fight Will Brooks? I would fight Will Brooks at fifty five. Would, would you go up I to fifty five? I would. And how would you do I'm against like him? Listen, I'm the people's champ. God damn it! You want to see a fight? You just tell me where it's at, and I'll go up there. You and Chandler, right? fifty five after after the Thompson fight. We would we would run back NCAA's all over again. Do it. You all beat him, over. right? And it would be amazing. Yeah, Wait, how would how would you do? You think against Will Brooks as, at fifty five? Right now, um, I like the matchup. We're both athletic. Uh, he's. I would say he's. A little bit more advanced in the cage than I am. Not saying um, you know more experienced as a fighter, but just being in that belt or cage is different than you know having sparring and doing all that stuff. So um, he's got a much better uh, awareness about himself in the cage than, than I do. But I like the match. I like my matchup with anybody. How did the sparring here. sessions go with you and Will? We didn't spar all that often. Like okay. I said, when I was at ATT, it was more like I, I came in when I kind of felt like. Yeah, it you were smoking weed. You were. Yeah, you know, I was having banging a good Cubans. Time. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't say that. I mean, all right, Dominican. <laughs> Puerto Dominicans, Ricans you're banging and, Dominicans. Same difference. Yeah, I mean. Uh, all right. So, and CB, how is Colombians what's going on with you, man? Guatemalans, not a whole lot. <laughs> um, earlier it. in the week, went up to Mammoth. I kind of missed not doing the podcast early in the week, but was excited for this one. Went up to Mammoth, was hanging out with my folks and my dogs. My mom broke her rib mm. the other day skiing. You punch her? Uh, no. Oh, okay. she uh, she fell. Your mom goes she- skiing. Yeah. Wow. My grandfather skied till he was 91. I don't know anyone in my family that has ever been on the ski slopes. It's <laughs> um, because you're black. We got a condo in Mammoth. <laughs> she just bought a house, which we saw the other day. Beautiful house. Nice. Um, but yeah, my mom was skiing. She turned around to look at something, fell, and the, her pole jammed uh, her side and broke her rib. Shittiest thing about it is she's not hurt that bad. She's a tough lady, but then again, she's my mom. So um, <laughs> she's got a race coming up that she's already paid to be in oh, April. Sucks. Eighth, I so think you got to put is. a wig on, man. That's crazy. So <laughs> no, I haven't gotta, skied in five years. Oh, I almost got to do it. I almost yeah. died on a chairlift. Now I got to stay home and uh, watch <laughs> the pups. Want to hear the worst skiing story I have? I'm sorry about your mom, by the way. It's uh, all good. She's a tough lady. She's ready to go. So I was 13 years old in boarding school, eighth grade. Just got to the main, and everyone's like, "Hey, we're going down Sunday River." Uh, I'm like, "Okay." I've never been skiing before. So my friends are like, "Oh, follow us down Black Diamond, right?" I didn't know what Black Diamond meant, so I, I was like, it. "Okay." So I went up there, and I thought skiing was like the Olympics, where you just tuck 
And you, just from, and you just tuck and go. Like, that's, I really thought that was what skiing was. Adam the Eagle, like the movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there was so no lift off. I though. had no idea that you had to go side to side. I really thought it was just – so I just tuck, and people are diving out of the way, right? People are, are diving out of the way. I'm falling, uh, and then I'm just getting up and doing it again. The, they, they, the ski patrol had to find me, and they, 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 they kicked me off the mountain. They cut my ticket, right? They're like, you're not allowed to you're go done. ski again. You're and done that was forever. the only time I've ever went skiing before. Like, <laughs> you put lives at risk. Not only your own, but everyone else's. Everyone else's. That is absolutely Yo, I've had a, I've had a broken rib, a fractured rib before. It's one of the worst injuries because you can still move around your arms your legs and everything but like if you laugh if you cough it, i mean if you grunt it's it's just horrible and it always feels like someone's poking you with, with a with a very sharp that, project that's so what she sucks. said and and the shitty thing about it was the entire day that she did it my dad and i are trying to get her to laugh <laughs> <laughs> you guys are evil jokes and shit but no, she, she's a trooper she's feeling good she's just a little sore you gotta figure out how to get out of bed without dying like Oh, oh, if think you slept about, next yeah. to my dad, you'd have a no problem. Getting How did you break your rib? <laughs> uh, wrestling match. Oh. Yeah, I would not turn. Wow. Your and you channel. broke your rib I against got, who? Uh, it was when I was younger. I don't even know who I was wrestling. It was a yeah. Metcalf? No, no, no. I was younger than that. He had a really good gut ranch, and I just wasn't giving it up, bro. Now, Jean, what's going on with you? How's your week been? It's been good, quiet. Mostly, uh, you know, a few additions, still working on the writing. Nice. Nothing else. Earth-shattering just yet. By the way, I had a great meeting uh, with the UFC. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, so good things. Big things in the works, big guys. Big things in the works. Connor at 200. Uh, big things in the works. And I, and I also may have a huge announcement next week about a TV show, uh, another TV show. So it's been, it's been good. Now, uh, big fights this week. Saturday night, uh, Mark Hunt versus Frank Mir. Uh, I want to get Todd Duffy's uh, opinion since Todd actually fought Mir last. Um, man. Here, here's what I did. I'll just say what I did. I parlayed. I, I even though I said I'm not going to no parlay. No more Betty. I told go. you he wouldn't be able to do it. Here we go. Dude, that lasted <laughs> all, two weeks. Cry, I, cry games. Okay. Crying oh, so my, my parlay, fifty dollars on Frank Mir, Hector Lombard, uh, James Tahuna over Steve Boss, and Alan Juban wins me two eighty. Uh, that, that's that's what I got. And then I put a, a separate bet, a separate bet on Leslie Smith over Rindakai. Uh Fifty bucks gets me eighty bucks. So let's 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 break down the card. Uh, and, uh, by the way, uh, Duffy wasn't the last person to fight me. It was Olovsky. No. Oh right, 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 right. Uh, you're right. Uh, now uh, this fight, Mark can Hunt. I, versus... Can I just say, if you want to keep throwing a money away, you can just give it to me. Thank like, you. I, I, I'm, I'm just... not throwing it away. Okay, I'm going to win one of these days. Okay. These... This, this is a pretty. But it safe... won't break even because you've put so much into no, it. No, no. I, I have a hundred dollar cap. I, I, I never go over a hundred bucks. Well, I like your Leslie Smith bet. That's a good one. Oh, Bubba, yeah. First of yeah. all, Bubba made me the most money so far. Uh, uh, 50, That's right. Fifty on Bubba made me one one seventy five. That's uh, right. Because I was fight. underdog. Y'all uh, better get on my underdog story now. Because Bubba, did you get your hard to beat that one fifty? I, I should have been See? hitting people up. See, and I didn't even win money on Bubba, and I tipped Bubba. I had a couple. Nice. Of people, I had a couple friends win some money on me that told me afterwards. I'm just like, yo, where's my ten percent at? y'all better hit up Tipify and show your boy some love. You out there winning some bread on me? That but, can't be legal nah, though, because cool. if they, they bet against you and you lose, they might, you know. Yeah, that but athletic that's, commission might come looking is, uh, for you. I don't know that how that is works. life, and there are a lot of fighters that are. Representing life very well. Oh, so Mark Hunt versus Frank Mir. Uh, for this fight, I have Mark Hunt knocking out Frank Mir. Frank Mir, he looks good, but he looks smaller. I uh, thought you I, just put money on Frank Mir. No, 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 he took Hunt. Hunt. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I just think that I think Frank Mir. 
I just think his chin is not what it once was. Mm. Uh, Mark Hunt, they're fighting in Australia. Uh, and who do I like in this fight? Um, I, I think I think Hunt all day by knockout. I, I just I just that's the way I see this fight going. If it goes to the ground, Mir could submit him. I mean, Sean McCorkle submitted Mark Hunt. Uh, Frank Mir is you know eons above McCorkle when it comes to jujitsu, but I still think Mark Hunt's got this. Hunt's heavy-handed, man. He's very heavy-handed. So, like you said, Frank Mayer's chin is a little bit more suspect these days as he's older. But uh, I, I, I like your bet. It's a safe bet to go and hunt. But, I mean, my, my boy isn't Frank Mayer. My, my, my heart says Frank Mayer. Why is that? I, I know him. I know. I mean, I, I kind of know Hunt a little bit from being ATT and all that good stuff. But Mayer is, I, I know him personally. And I just think that, you know, he, he wants to have a revamp of his life slash careers. And, you know, he's got the great jiu-jitsu artist and, and uh, Lindell. So I think uh, I think my heart, like I said, is going with Mayer. What you got over there, CB Goat? Who you got? Um, You know, I got Mark Hunt, knockout, first round. The reason I say that is because, number one, yeah, Frank's been around a long time. He's a good grappler. Uh, if I remember correctly, McCorkle tapped Hunt off his back, and that was a while ago with a Kimura. Yeah. Um, I don't see Mark trying to take Mir down. I also don't think that Mir can get uh, – I don't think he's going to go for a double leg on Mark Hunt because that's it's a tough thing to get. But also, Frank Mir has been talking a lot about, you know, he trains with Ricky Lindell, like, like Bubba said, great grappling coach. But Frank said in the last few fights he's been working on boxing to get back to the kind of old school throwing combos, not just kind of trying to get more entertaining. I think the the thing is, if he goes for these combos and tries to kind of paw at Mark Hunt, I don't think he has the power to knock out Mark Hunt. Whereas if Mark Hunt touches Frank Mir's chin, I think it's night-night time. I think so too. Jean, what do you like? I like, I'm going to take Mir. I'm going to take the underdog. Everybody wants Hunt, but. Why? I, I, I like Mir. I, I, I didn't think it was a bad fight against Arlovsky. I know that went to decision, right? Yeah. Um, and I kind of back bubble with that. I think he wants to revamp and, and, and come back up. If he gets caught, I, I do think it's a, it's a bad day. But if he can stand up, he's been working on his stand up and kind of go toe to toe and work with him. I think he, he'll. I think he's got a shot. I can't wait I, for I've this fight. I've always liked him. So, I, yeah. I'm, it's, it's a five round. Like Bubba said, the heart says Mir. So um, I kind of. Now, Hector Lombard, friend of the show. Uh, he's fighting Neil Magny. Uh, Magny's the favorite in this fight, which I think is... I don't, is, I don't get it. I don't understand that well, either. because Magny's number nine, and, and, and Lombard hasn't fought in a while, and he's hasn't number 13. But that's not always the case, though. Sometimes they've had the favorite be the guy ranked lower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. I can see that. But I think everyone's like me, and they're stopping betting against Magni because the last three times if I had put money on the person who was fighting Magni I'd be a broke man not true Damian Maya ran through him yeah I was surprised put, he lost that yeah so and, are we and I put money <laughs> on Magni yeah but we so put money got, on Magni yeah and he and Damian ran through him so I gotta like figure out my 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 recipe with Magni because <laughs> there are times where I'm like oh I, I want Magni on this and there are times where I'm like I'm taking the other guy and then Magni crushes I ran into Joe Silva in the US, uh, last week, and I said, "Joe, he hates you." On our podcast, <laughs> P- I said that no one has ever been cut after a win, and Joe said, "Yes, that is true. Unless it's some type of like drug, uh, some type of thing, it's in the contract that they cannot be cut after they win." So, all you people out there, Bubba, okay, other people that were, were arguing with me, uh, I'm right. <laughs> 
You okay, know so I, <laughs> and that's the bottom line. I am correct. Um, so uh, I I thank you. What? you. What? I wish I had a cookie to give you. Yeah, I want I, a cookie. I'm very happy for you. First of all, Monday I better have a cookie. Go I'm on. going to say that I'm a man, so I when I'm wrong, I'll admit it. But also, <laughs> so are you wrong? I, I'm wrong. Okay, I'll, okay. On this on this level, I'm wrong in the fact that you have someone saying that. Yes, but. Someone. I have the guy working okay, for the UFC, right. the matchmaker. Not like, someone, I just but, someone. Okay, go on. Has he ever lied? <laughs> that's, all, that's, all, that's all I want to know. Is, is, he a, is he known for being a truth teller? Or? Why would he lie about this? It's, it's know, in the contract, he said. If you win, you're in. Why you, wouldn't you, you lie you about this? You can't get cut. Is, Can you this, be suspended? For, oh, no. What's what saying that people... The thing was, if you win boring, they can cut you. And I said, that's not true. If you win, you win. And and Bubba here, that's bullshit. And then gave me some fucking no. Well, I the only, only gave time... you Ben Askren, and I'm only talking about all of MMA. I don't just always talk about UFC like most people. I talk about Wait, all what, of more than the UFC. Another another ridiculous <laughs> argument that is not what we're talking about right now. Okay, so Hector Lombard versus Neil Magny. I think Hector. I don't see how Neil wins this fight. Uh, it's a three round fight. Maybe if it was a five round, you can gas Hector out in a three round fight. Hector, I think he he's hungry. You know. People said he was on steroids. He he did fail the test, but he he even texted me the the, the the pictures saying he did not know he was taking the stuff. It was some girl that like gave him stuff that was an Olympian runner. Wow. Blah blah blah. But he texted me the, the the text him and back. So I think Hector wins this fight. He's fighting in Australia. He spent a lot of time in Australia. The crowd is going to be behind him, I think. And I think Hector is just gonna gonna blast through him. I mean, I think he has the advantage on the feet. Advantage in jujitsu, advantage in judo, in, in, in wrestling. I don't see how he loses. That said, it's MMA, but I think Hector's going to win. CB. Um, I agree with you. I think Hector's going to pull it off. A uh, little, little concerned with how he shows up after not fighting for a year. But I'm not really worried about you know Neil Magny. Neil Magny's a big welterweight, very tall, 80-inch reach, incredibly long arms. Um, but I don't think Hector's going to be worried about his little kind of pawing punches that Neil throws. Hector throws thunder with everything. Thunder. He'll, he'll hit Neil Magny and the guy in the fourth row will be like, wow, my chin hurts all the time. <laughs> but Neil's not going to take him down. It's, I don't see him taking him down at all. And his jiu-jitsu's not good enough. If he does get the takedown, that Hector can't work his way up. He's, Hector's much bigger. He's stronger. I think Hector wins the fight. I don't know how he wins the fight. Would not be shocked if he gets the knockout. But in a three-round fight, even if it goes to decision, I feel like Hector will have more done than Neil Magny can take. And, you know, we've talked about recently, and I've heard on the podcast that I wasn't here, guys that take somewhat of bad matchups for themselves. I think Neil accepting this fight was kind of a bad matchup for him. Agree. Baba? I agree that uh, it's a bad matchup for sure. But I got to go with MMA's Mike Tyson uh, in the cage and outside the cage because he's pretty freaking crazy. Hector, were you guys friends at ATT? Absolutely. Hector was my dude. And the thing about about Hector is he scares a lot of people, like in general. You don't know him. You don't want to like spar with him or train with him. He'll knock you out without question, without even knowing you. Strangers off the street, he would just straight knock out. So it's another scary thing to be a part of. But I was wrestling one of his friends and I was just 
dogging him, like beating the hell out of him. And his friend was like looking at Hector, like, yo, what do I do? And he's like, I don't know what you should do, but this kid right here is the new truth. Like he, yeah. you know, he, he put his stamp on me and I, I got a lot of respect from Hector from then. And we, you know, he wanted to wrestle a couple of times and we rolled a little bit. And I, you know, I just didn't like the fact that he was a crazy animal and could possibly <laughs> get offended by anything. So I just kept it real friendly with with Hector because he, he's a good, he's a good guy when you know him, when he knows you and stuff like that. But I got to go with him and I cannot, I'll never vote against him. I'll never bet against him because <laughs> I'm afraid to see him in person after he possibly would know that. I- Somebody told me the story how their parents brought a kid to train at American Top Team for the day and threw him in the cage with Hector. Hector just knocked the kid out. It was like an 18 year old or something. Yeah, that, like, is that's that- not surprising. At I all. wouldn't be surprised at all. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Hector, like, I think was born in the wrong century. He should have been a gladiator. Yeah. Uh, or He's like still a-, a nice guy. Such a nice guy. He's but- good to his Twitter. His Twitter followers too. He to me, I mean, he just started following me, and then I call him like at the first day. I was like, Hector, do you train? He's like, Yeah, come train with me. I'm like, You got your fucking mind? Can we like, send Tyler Adam, down there do with it. the camera crew? <laughs> do, do. Can we send Tyler Bow down to ATT with, with the Hector? camera crew to train with Hector? Hector? He's not going near that. <laughs> Tyler won't come back. That is know. a bad idea. <laughs> Hector doesn't like him. He doesn't. He hates. He doesn't think Tyler's funny at all. It's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> so John, uh, this fight, who do you like? Uh, I guess I'll be the odd uh, ball again. I, I'll, I'll take Neil. Why? So, You're gonna lose your money. You're just saying that. <laughs> yes. I parlayed that, by the way. So I've already lost, right? He's, he's did buying, you parlay it? Fine, you lost. No, brother. I didn't. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. Um, uh, other than the, uh, I, I don't know. He's he's been consistent. First, you know, we'll see if he uh, Lombard has ring rust. So I know that's kind of a question. Um, of course, uh, Lombard has. Uh, you know, Hector's got the knockout power. Uh, even though Neil's got the what. It's like an eight. What is it? TB nine inch reach advantage. I don't know about the advantage, but he has Neil has an eighty inch reach. Yeah, so I think is... there's. I mean, nine inches, but yeah. Um, Have you ever seen how I feel about nine inches? Yeah. Yes, but uh, not on you, Adam. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> wow! Wow! Yeah, it's a, it's a seventy-one. <laughs> it's Friday. It's Friday, guys. It's Friday. It's Friday. It's Friday. Uh, okay, so Johnny Case, Jake Matthews. This is. A, I was gonna try to bet on this fight, and then I'm like. It's a tough fight to call because you got Jake Matthews, who's this young, I think, 21-year-old kid. He was, I remember him on the podcast. He was still going to college after his first UFC win in Australia, which I thought was a bad idea. First of all, I hate to say it, but I do think the camps are better in the U.S. than Australia. I'm not knocking Australian MMA. There are probably some great fighters there. I'm sure there are. It is true. They're coming for you. But I do think that uh, a kid like a 21-year-old like Jake Matthews would do great even at an ATT, an AKA, a Jackson's, even a a, a TriStar. He would excel at TriStar. And and if you're going to be a part-time fighter in college, you might not want to do it in Australia. And I'm not knocking – you know, you, okay, you get what I'm saying. Johnny Case, you. you agree with me, right? I agree with you because if you watch even the Tough Smashes season, it was Australia versus Canada. And a lot of those guys were out of TriStar. That was uh, Elias Deodoro's season, Olivier Aubin Mercier. A lot of those guys. And the Australian guys, number one, didn't do that well in the season. And then postseason, when, when Dana was like, you know, we'll give a few of these guys these fights, there's still guys from Canada. They're still fighting Elias, Nordin, Olivier, Aubon Mercier, a lot of those guys. The Australian guys, the bigger ones, Vic Grucic, uh, Brendan <laughs> O'Reilly was on there. <laughs> Brendan O'Reilly's fighting Alan Juban yeah, on, yeah. on Saturday. They, they didn't do that well. And I just think it's a younger sport out there. I think wrestling isn't that big out there. Uh, mm-hmm. Box, you know, it's just a smaller, it's a smaller pool. When you have more guys, you're going to have better talent. It's just. Just the facts. Even okay. Beck Rawlings, who lives in Australia, came she, to she San comes Diego out to train. And- However, Jake is a phenom. I mean, he's a, he's a young thing. And Johnny Case, 
I thought when I interviewed, I thought it was a young guy. He's been around for a while. This dude has been around the block for a while. Uh, he lost, to, he beat EJ Brooks, even though I thought he got robbed in that fight when they fought in, I don't know what, what it was, Ring of Honor or whatever the hell it was, uh, Ring of Combat, <laughs> but uh, whatever that was. But I don't know about this fight. I, this, is a, this is a pick em fight. Uh, I would say experience-wise, Jake Johnny Case is going to win. Uh, but talent-wise, I think Matthews is the more talented fighter. Uh, but I'm going to pick experience over talent here and go with Johnny Case. You. Um, you know, like you said, it's a tough, tough call. I saw Johnny Case uh, on Twitter earlier today in the last few days. He's calling Jake Matthews a bully. Um, Jake's a talented kid, uh, strong, decent grappler. Johnny's, I think, more of an all, a well-rounded guy. He's got good stand-up, decent wrestling, but good jiu-jitsu. He's held off a lot of guys in the jiu-jitsu department. Honestly, it is a pick em. I really – I wouldn't bet on it, like you said, and especially with, like, DraftKings or whatever. They give you points. This would be one to avoid. Um, but – So we're going to wrap know, it up here? I, I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like Jake Matthews could out-grapple him and outwork him. He's a little stronger. Johnny's a little more technical. But – I don't know. I've I've hung out with Johnny. Johnny's a good guy, but I. All right, we're gonna. Uh, let's, let's okay, Matthews. Okay, Bubba. I like Case because I like Case. Last time we talked to him, he was on the show. Cool guy, right? He was cool. He was real chill, and yeah. you know, I I followed him. I don't know if I do follow him on Twitter, but I looked at his Twitter a couple of times after we, and I don't. I I got no quarrels with Matthews. I don't really know him or know of him. I know he's ten and one, and he's young and he's hungry, but I gotta go with my boy Johnny Hollywood Case and the beautiful John. Uh, I take Case. I'll take. I'll take. I'm on that bet. Case is aggressive too, you know. Yeah. Case, Case likes to get it. Yes. Hasn't he won? There his we last go. Five? By the way, we just have Todd Duffy just walked in. The man, the myth, the legend. John, will you please get up so we can make room? Yes. One of. How are you, man? Uh, complete badass. Todd Duffy has joined the MMA roasted crew. Big guy right here, Todd Duffy. How are you, man? This is John Bubba Jenkins. You know Bubba Jenkins. Uh, Bubba is an NCAA champion, so. Bellator fighter. I don't think so, but but I know this man, Todd Duffy. Not only is he a great fighter, he's also in the new Batman versus Superman movie, which just yeah, came I heard out he got today. A cameo, huh? Congratulations on that, man! Yeah, oh, it came out today. Cool. No, it came out today. It did it come out? It comes well, out next week. Oh, it comes out next week. I just got. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's coming. I got to watch it last night. It's awesome. Go see it, guys. Really? Oh yeah, it's awesome. Are people taking bets on Batman Superman or no? You don't know? I, don't know. I think I'm that's a stupid bet. Someone asked me the other day, who would I take? And I just think it's Batman is a human being. <laughs> Superman is not. I would grab Batman by his neck and I would fly up into outer space and watch him fly and die away. No, so, I, I totally agree. Moments? I thought it was a bad movie. It's got to be a bad movie. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. <sighs> I thought the premise was awful. But yeah, it was a great yeah. Movie. I mean, I know they probably made the movie good. No, the movie's good. But Batman versus Superman is not even a fight. You can't not destroy man, Superman. You, you other gotta, than you gotta respect Batman, though. Yeah, you gotta. As who, a man, who, is, yeah. who has Batman a, lost to, though? He's a crafty fella. <laughs> Smart, crafty fella. He's a billionaire. <laughs> he's never lost a fight. Yeah. I mean, he's come back. He's beaten. He's avenged all his losses. But name a superhero that Batman has not. Like, like you know, when you fight Superman, he's not human. So name a a, a non-human that Batman has ever fought. I mean, we all have our weaknesses. In yes. Uh, just saying. These, <laughs> by the way, we also have Gabby Romero just walked in an hour late, uh, but she's still here. Uh, she you is pulled a, that Bubba J number she, right yes. there, son. You Gabby, guys, you guys been going for an hour? Yeah, it's a two-hour podcast. What? 
Oh, I'm on the last hour? Yeah. Okay. That's, well, you yeah. gotta save the best for last. Well, I tried to get you on the whole time, but you were like, that's too much of a time commitment. That so was I, a large time commitment. <laughs> so I was like, all right, we'll get you up from three to five. Right, about we're four here. to five. My bad, let's rock. So what are you doing in town? Um, I'm here. I came in to watch, I got a viewing to watch Batman vs. Superman last night. Oh, nice. Yeah, no, I'm just hanging out. Now, you're a huge comedy fan too, right? Massive, yeah, yeah. I'll probably go down to the store tonight. Yeah, I, I hear that you're <laughs> at the comedy store like five days a week. Uh, if I'm in town, for sure, yeah. I, what I is it about comedy? You just love laughing, or I mean, you don't like comedy? I, I, I'm, I'm a comedy. <laughs> Who like comedy. I know, but but I mean, you're, I mean, have you thought about doing it? Usually, people who've been going that often are thinking about doing it. No, I, don't, I could write maybe, but I don't think I'm wired to perform like that. I could perform even, but not. I don't. I don't have that desire to be honest. Really? Yeah. Timing's off. You don't got good timing. I don't have good timing for certain. <laughs> I don't got good rhythm either. He's right. So uh, are we going to see you back in the octagon soon? Oh, for sure. I'm trying to hopefully get on that UFC 200 card. That sounds exciting. Yes. Who do you want to fight in that? Uh, I mean, Frank probably still again. Frank Mir again? <laughs> He's fighting this weekend. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to get that one back. That was a good fight. I was there at that fight. Oh, yeah? I had picked you. I was like, there's no way Todd Duffy's losing this fight. Uh, and I was like, I was, I was shocked. No, I mean, yeah, me too. <laughs> he came with it, though. Um, he did the one thing I didn't expect. He definitely, I hate to say he caught me off guard because we're fighting. It's like, how, how do you get caught off guard? <laughs> you know, you guys agreed to a date, a time, yeah. and a location. <laughs> but in a bit, he caught me off guard. I mean, he was he came out, he came with it, man. It was a great fight. Uh, he rocked me quick and early, and I think I, I was just in a fight, you know? Now, now you have great. You, now, you, some a lot of your wins have a knockout. Almost all your wins have a knockout. Right. Uh, I mean, you've, you've knocked out Tim Haig in seven seconds. You've knocked out Anthony uh, Anthony Tom, Ham- Hamilton. Anthony Hamilton was a really good fighter. He actually knocked out a really my good buddy, singer. Anthony Hamilton. I was. I was. Uh, <laughs> I kept. I kept thinking about. That. I mean, you knocked out Anthony Anthony, Anthony Hamilton. Um, do you think that? Because uh, it seemed like you're striking your last fight. Once you got rocked, it kind of like. Is that what happened? Your hand, your hands got a little lower. Well, I think everybody's talking about the finish, right? Where my yeah. my arms flail. I don't think I've ever done that in my 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 personal mindset and training or anything like that. It just came out because I was I was rocked, dude. My, if you look at my feet, I wasn't moving. I shuffled back, like I went out. I broke off the cages. I knew I was messed up. I was like, I got to get out there, and move my feet, move your feet. Um, he came back in. I went to throw like a one two, and it didn't come out right. And I was like, oh, move your feet, move your feet. <laughs> <laughs> I took two steps back and he came in and I stung him once and I saw it and I hit him again. And I think I just was, you know, I was like, I, I wouldn't say I panicked, but I was like, man, I knew I was rocked too. And I thought I had him hurt. So I went for it and my body didn't react. Cause if you watch it, like I'm stumbling back, my feet aren't under me. Um, it happens, man. It's a fight. That's no, it was, it was a crazy fight. I was, I, I was there. I was in San Diego. Yeah. Now when you're rocked, is the whole room like on tilt or what? No, you just don't have to, it's like your nervous system. So you don't have the control of your body that you normally You know how do. like when you're about to be blacked out drunk, you know, you take a couple <laughs> shots yeah. and then you got to get up to go to the bathroom and you start like, Oh, whoa, what is that? That is exactly how it feels. When, when, you when were you ever rocked? I mean, I've been rocking. I've been the man trains. Yeah, yeah. professionally. I'm sure it's happened. It's definitely happened for sure. Actually, just the other day, I was sparring with Lou Pauly, and he kicked me in the face. Isn't he 250 pounds? Yeah, he is. But nonetheless, he kicked me in the face, and I was drunk immediately. Really? But why are you sparring with a guy 250? Because I mean, that was the guy. All right, so hold on. Let's talk about something. Let's talk about something. How long are you going to take off now? For what? Uh, Getting punched in the face or kicked in the face? Uh, I'm, I took the next day off, the but I, day. but the thing about it is I have a wonderful sponsor in cryo helmets and later that night work, I, I iced my head and I felt great the next day, but I did take <laughs> yeah. it off. What would Those you things are amazing. I heard. I definitely, no, I definitely you gotta get one, man. What would you recommend he take off after getting rocked like that? I mean, I, I'm not a neurologist, man. Um, but for real, I would take some time always. 
I mean, uh, no, like, I mean, yeah. no, do your thing. But me personally, looking at the game, looking at how what we know nowadays, dude, I would for sure, um, I would back off, dude. I, I came up in gyms where you, you learned how to fight by fighting. You didn't even, yeah. we didn't, I didn't get, yeah. I mean, I learned how to fight by fighting. I'm not going to lie. I mean, there's no, uh, I mean, obviously you respect your partner, you take care of him, but even when you're doing the best you can to lay off guys, uh, reaction, sometimes the reaction sets in, you just right. pop them. <laughs> right. Not just that, but think about this, a, a soccer ball repetitive, it's repetitive damage. That's the thing. Like getting, just getting tapped in the face, tapped in the face, tapped in the face. It's not good for you. So but you Bubba fights off. at 145. Right. Lou Polly, I, I, I know he missed weight, I think, at one time by 35 pounds one time. <laughs> I mean, he, he walks around right. at 240. Should they, yeah. they should not be sparring, correct? Well, the thing no, about Lou is, knows how to train. Lou knows yeah, how to train. Lou knows how to he train. He kicked him he in the head. Like, no, it doesn't yeah. matter. Like it's just it. He knows. If how to I make train. a mistake, you got to You know, he's got to be working with me to understand right. that but I made a mistake. This is the guy mistake. who thinks that, like, okay, so <laughs> don't go to that one. He, he thinks he would rather go out than tap <laughs> in a and, choke. And I said, and my whole thing is, dude, every time you go out, it, it can't be good for your brain. He, he says, well, you just take a nap and you wake up. Now, now we have a, a black belt, right? Jujitsu. At brown. Brown belt. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then you aren't you kind of world rated or what's your? World yes, I, well, were you? I won worlds a few times. You won the worlds a few mm-hmm. times. Now She's is a this monster? Now is this She's <laughs> a monster on the mat? Now is this healthy uh, for him to? First to, of all, fighting in general is not healthy. No, it no, is, it's a bad life it's, choice. It's a, yeah, it's yeah. not healthy. The lifestyle at all. doesn't even make sense. But no. if we're gonna take like a, a vaporizer to a cigarette, then I would say probably going to sleep is not the best ideal. But as me being the warrior and the fighter that I am, to stay in my mentality of always <laughs> being willing to fight. If I'm getting choked and it's simply just a choke, not like, you know, my artery, like like my arms or my limbs or something like that. But if I'm getting a choke, I'm going to fight until the lights go out, because sometimes that, that last second you get out. But sometimes you go to saying. sleep. He does, yeah. yeah, he doesn't want to. He wants. But to I'm going to fight until the lights go out. I mean, if you watch Holly, like she didn't try to get choked out. She was just going like she took every step, well, every, every every second. Yeah, she gave everything oh, she it's could. It's too late. And, now I can do it. Well, and those funny, you can choke somebody out. In it's half funny a you mentioned that because right now we have Holly's training partner right, right here. Uh, so this is—is is this all your fault, Holly losing? Or? No, 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 no. She hired a new jujitsu coach. So oh, no. so she fired you? No, oh, okay. I just work with her. Okay, no. so, so you're her training partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, now Holly was looking great up until that one minute left. No, she looked good in the mo- like it was a fight, man. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? <laughs> Who is Misha Tate? What is- Misha Tate's a great fighter. I'm oh, saying- she's okay. No, she's saying, oh, she's a world rated great fighter. I'm saying one minute left. Holly would have won that fight if she would have just stayed away. She would have, yes, uh, by far. Did you tell her that? I haven't talked to her. I've been busy with my gym, so no. Oh, you opened up your own gym? I did. So you left Jackson's? No, I still am at Jackson's for MMA. I just opened a BJJ gym. Oh, nice. And how's that going? It's good. It's no. crazy. Yeah. Now, how many times have you won the world title? Uh, four. Four times brown belt? Uh, brown, purple, and blue. So you won all of them? Running through. Running through people. Watch out, black belts. You're next. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I, I looked at your amateur fights. You were 2-0 and as an amateur. Mm-hmm. You had that one pro fight against, what's that girl's name? Her name was like Bubba or something? Or Bubba. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's her name? You're comparing me to Bubba No, again. her name is, no, her name is uh, the <laughs> Brogan, Brogan, Walker. Brogan Walker. Now, yeah. she, I thought, you know what, because I, I looked at your thing. I'm like, okay, she's 0-1 as a pro, but I watched the fight. I thought you won that fight. I thought you got, you got robbed. Everybody thought I won that fight. It, so. you, it was a hometown girl. She's 3-0. and That girl was tough. Mm-hmm. But uh, you went for like 75 leg locks in, the, in that fight. <laughs> you kept Yeah, going. she went off limping. Um, her knee and her ankle popped in the heel hook and the 
ankle lock. So, and then I took that up kick too. It's yeah, a crazy. But I thought I still think you you won that fight. Uh, yeah. Now are you are you looking to fight again or? I was supposed to fight next month in the Philippines, but the girl bailed, so I don't really know what's going on. Don't you on. hate that? I really MMA hate judging? that. It's driving it? me nuts. How do we change MMA judging to someone who just lost because of MMA judging? Apparently, I didn't see the fight, so I don't. I can't. It was a close fight. It, it could have went either way. But you know what? Going into it, I'm like, the first round, I thought you won. The second round, she won because she had you a mount. You had a, almost had a couple, a couple uh, uh, off your back, a couple triangles. Mm-hmm. Third round, you clearly won. Uh, and then they gave it to her. Even the, even the announcer was like, I think you have it. Yeah. And uh, it was bullshit. But like you said, we do got to figure out a way. All the MMA minds need to get together. We need to have a meeting of minds and figure out how to get these judges on the same page because it's- we don't want it to be what boxing is. I mean, it already is a little yeah. bit in the, in the, in the deci- decisive ways, but, man, we got to figure it out, and there should be a, a way to do it (laughs) like it's it's a simple process i think you i mean you have to be willing to change and i think you have to be like we just gotta hope that people don't get grandfathered which which just happened in boxing with refing it's just happened with judging like people that are not qualified with the positions have got the positions and they're not gonna let those go why would you you're gonna keep running with it i mean and they don't educate themselves like you you know the best thing thing is we have to we have like (laughs) we have guys like andy foster here in california who has made big changes across mma so it's up to those guys and it's us to us. Like, we haven't really – we need to make more of a stand, but it's hard when you got this this moving part and this ball rolling forward. We're trying to grow this sport, and all of a sudden we're going to change. What do you care about? You never fights that never went the distance. All your fights oh, are I, like – it drives me insane. The, the, <laughs> the, the judging situation drives me insane. I think uh, you have Carlos – is it Almeida? Yeah. Uh, he's – now he's a judge, right? Ricardo Almeida, right? Ricardo, yeah. yeah. Wow, wow. My bad, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Um, is he not a judge or is he's he a right? judge, yeah. We need more of that. Yeah, that's no, that's it's just like that with it's like that. it's the entire sport. It just needs to evolve. But we have to make sure those guys get into the positions they want. Those positions, make them available, and don't have people that aren't qual like they're just not qualified. Yeah, no. It's and you see the same bad judge working over and over again, and it's ridiculous. Now we are going to call our, our first guest, our, our first guest on the phone uh, right now, a girl who just lost a fight to Amanda Nunez. Great fighter. I was looking at her record. This chick's record. Uh, she's fifty six and two. If you combine her Mo- and, and Muay Thai and K1. So she has a combined record with MMA of 67 and 3. Uh, she's a 17 time uh, Muay Thai champion, uh, Valentino Shevenko. Hello, is this Valentina? Yes, yes, I'm yes. here. You. How are you? You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me. Uh, Bubba Jenkins is here. Todd Duffy, uh, as well as uh, the uh, beautiful uh, Gabby Romero, CB Gold. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. I'm feeling really good and uh, keep training. Oh, nice. Now, are you in Peru right now? No, I'm in Texas now in Houston. Oh, nice. I'm sure you fit in great there. Uh, where do you uh, where do you train in Texas? I'm here training in two gyms, and one is Etrefit, and another one is Gracie Barra, and um, it's good, really good places for training, and I love Texas. Oh, nice. Well, listen, uh, you are a, a great fighter. You're a beautiful girl. Uh, you have the whole world at your feet. Your, your last fight, I was there. Very close fight to Emmanuel Nunez. Uh, the crowd was booing the, the decision, uh, but it was a close fight. It was a good fight. How did, what, did, how do you, what did you take away from that fight? Uh, 
some some things what I should to uh, do better, but I think yes, it if it will be a little more time, I could finish the fight in my way. It will be better for me. But uh, anyway, every fight it's like uh, something that you can do better next time, and uh, I'm keep training, keep keep going better, and I think uh, I'm sure that I will become back much better, and much stronger. Oh, I, I can actually look at you right now. Can you, can you see me? Uh, no, I, I don't have the video. Oh, you don't have the video. No. Oh, okay. Nice. You're wearing your Reebok jersey. That is so nice of you that you're, you're, you're very pro, <laughs> pro, pro Reebok. Now, um, it's comfortable. Yes. Uh, very comfortable. Got you. Now, um, now you were so successful in, in, uh, in, in Muay Thai. I mean, I'm looking at your thing. You were a 17 time world champion. You, you won the, the Cunlan fight, Legend of Mulan Championship in 2014, the K1 in Peru. It keeps going. I mean, you've won so much. You were so successful. How hard has the transition been to mixed martial arts? Um, 17 times world, world champions. It's not only about Muay Thai. It's also titles in kickboxing, K1. And also I have two titles of MMA that I won in 2003 and 2005 in South Korea. This time I was fought more in MMA too. But since 2005-2006, I was dedicated more in Muay Thai and kickboxing because I have, I had more opportunities to fight there. But it's like for me, it was um, uh, more natural, natural to um, train in both styles because I, every time uh, me and my coach Pavel Fedotov, uh, with whom I train it um, since five years old, since I start martial arts. So it was like a natural transition because we are every time trained two styles, maybe more. And uh, for example, I had times when I, um, now today I fight MMA, MMA fight and after one month I fought in Muay Thai fight. So it's like universal fighter. Yeah, no, you are quite the fighter. Your mom is a third degree Dan in, uh, in kickboxing. What is, what is a third Dan? She's Serdan of Taekwondo, black belt, and she's a sportsman, martial artist, and she's president of Kyrgyz Muay Thai Federation. Wow, that's quite my mom. Uh, I don't even know my mom. So that's actually, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, you're also very beautiful. Do you have a boyfriend or? No, my time now, it's uh, all dedication to martial arts and my goal to uh, go more higher than I can in martial arts. So i so dedicated at this right now. But what if you meet a, a nice guy who's kind of funny, has a little bit of a uh, stutter and a lisp, but uh, can make you laugh? Uh, maybe you could sort of take some time off and go on a date or two? Uh, my life now is full of training. <laughs> my, my boyfriend is Muay Thai and MMA. Your boyfriend is Muay Thai. That's, that's crazy. That's a no, Adam. You're, you got shut down. That's okay. a no. Thanks, Baba. I didn't realize that until you pointed it out no. to me, but thank you so much, Baba. I appreciate ask her, that. Ask her again, maybe later. Oh, you're a dick. All right. <laughs> now, um, now, who do you want to fight next? I'm ready to fight with anyone. Uh, it's uh, I'm every time I'm said what's there. Uh, I'm ready to fight anyone, anywhere, in any time. So my goal is to be preparing, uh, prepared for every opponent where the UFC can put me. But I like to fight with uh, uh, the high, the highest fighter, the highest opponent. You should fight Nick Diaz. He's really high. Um, <laughs> now, as far as uh, I, I had read that you uh, majored in film directing. Is that are you a filmmaker? 
Yes, I was studying um, at University of Arts and my profession is film director. Also, like my sister, she is also uh, has two sides like uh, arts and she uh, also uh, finished University of Arts and she is a sportsman. She is seven-time world champion. Very talented family. You don't want to mess with that family. Every, now, do the, do the guys in the family do anything or are they just fat slobs <laughs> who, who like, sit on the couch? Is it all the women that fight and the guys... Drink beer? <laughs> no, all women. We have my mom. She has one sister, and her sister. She she has a daughter, and our mom two daughters. So we are girl family. Just a girl family. And what what does your dad do? Is he in the mob? Uh, when he was young. <laughs> <laughs> when he was younger, he's in the mob. What, what, what happened? <laughs> He cut the scene on that one. <laughs> yeah, her dad. Oh, oh yeah, that, was, that was the end route. of that. I like this chick. Yeah. Well, what does your father do? Uh, uh, he he played ball when he was younger, but now sure, he's more like um, like looking for us and uh, every time supporting for me and my sister. He's looking for us. Okay. Uh, now, Todd, do you have any questions for the great Valentina? Um, I thought your fight was amazing. Um, that's the first time I ever saw you fight um, here recently with it was Amanda. Um, I know Amanda. She's a monster. Um, that fight made me want longer rounds. That made me, especially like, it was a three-round fight, right? Punch. Yeah. How did you feel in that fight ending? Because it kind of looked like you were kind of starting to get a resurgence. Um, would you like to fight that five, five round, five more rounds? Five more. I mean, how many more? I think I could accelerate uh, a little bit um, more early in the second round. But uh, the most important that I feel, yes, she's but not so strong that I could not do. And uh, I think if it will be a little bit more time, but from this fight, like uh, you always learn that uh, um, in the next fight you will not do the same and will do uh, much better work. Baba, you have any questions for Valentina? Yeah, uh, being that she's an IFMA world champion in 03, 06, 07, 08, 09, 2010, 12, 14, and 15, I wanted to know what of those nine were was the hardest because she definitely had a, a championship fight where she was like, man, that, that sucked. So I wanted to know of the nine championships that she won almost consecutively, which one was the hardest of the IFMA world championships? Uh, it's every time for me it's I, I don't see like for one championship it's more difficult for like um than another one valentina we got the bad connection listen it was such an honor to have you on the show uh i am the biggest fan uh you are a inspiration to all women and uh thank you for everything you do thanks so much me and for be part of uh, your show today. <laughs> well, we loved having you. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. I can't wait for your next fight. Thank you so much. Thank Good you. luck for you guys. Cool. She's straight badass. Dog. Yeah, right? Jesus. Dude, Amanda's a monster. She, like, men in the gym at ATT talk about her. Really? Yeah. Like, those guys talk about her. She's a monster. And she's, I think she said not that strong. I was like, oh, <laughs> geez, how strong are you? I know. Isn't it, isn't it crazy now? Like, you see all these girls that are in, in shape, and you're almost like, fuck, I gotta go to more of the gym. This is, <laughs> this is, this is I have a fucking belly. I look terrible next to this person. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard. You, you have a boyfriend? What's up, what's up with you? Married? No. You like girls? <laughs> no. All right. All right. So you're single in New Mexico? Mm -hmm. Is that a hard place because of all the uh, meth? 
Coyote. <laughs> well, hey, it's Breaking not? Bad, you know. Um, <laughs> no, just it's not too bad. Just a lot of crime, but I just mostly train. How old were you when you got into jiu jitsu? Uh, twenty three. Wow, you got started late. Damn. How old are you now? You look young. I'll be twenty eight next month. Five years. You're a brown belt. Jesus. Is it different with guys and girls or it's the same? Honestly. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just, I'm just wondering. I think girls naturally learn it easier because you have to rely more on technique and less on strength. And when you're rolling, and I hardly have any girl training partners ever. So I'm always rolling with guys their size. So I have to be technical and just everything. That's when I, when I, co- I coach wrestling for little kids. And I love coaching girls because, first of all, they listen. They don't fuck around. There's no like punching each other when I'm not looking or tackling <laughs> each other. Or Ball taps. Noogies or whatever there is. It's just they just want to learn. Uh, if anything, that they're too hard on themselves sometimes. If they can't get it right away, they get frustrated. That's the only thing they ever get. It's like they're so much easier to coach than the boys. I, yeah. think, I think they take the role of athlete much better. Like they take coaching much more than men do. Yeah. I think they receive it much better. Now you were like a like a twelve sport athlete, right? Were you, were you like a star football player? Yeah, but I was from a small town, so it wasn't hard. <laughs> it was like, Three tackles um, this game. He's leading the league. Yeah, <laughs> he's the quarterback and the running back. Um, no, I mean I was like actually bigger in high school than I am now, even. But uh, like physically, I was a big freak athlete. Yeah, when I was growing up. Um, but I was from a small town, so I didn't get a lot of looks. Um, I didn't even like. I was basketball was actually my favorite sport growing up. Could you play college, or did you play college? I probably could have. My AAU team um, that I ran around with, um, five of those guys played. I think one of them, Justin Dittman, he's uh, he's still in the league somewhere. I don't think he's in the NBA right now, but he's like overseas or doing something. They they were all legit. They all went. They all signed D one, and I started on that team some. So I was all right. No, I was I, white. I was all right. I had good. I was always <laughs> defensive player of the year. Always, always defensive player of the jump year. Jump shot was on point. Oh, I had a great jumper. I was yeah. I was always in the three peat with the three point contest, and I always won the free throw shooter of the year. Now I'll never understand though. Uh, you um, when you fought Overeem, you t- you fought Overeem on two days' notice, right? You flew to uh, Holland. Yeah, dude, it was over. No, it was in, it was in Japan, but I was like, yeah, about two days notice. <laughs> you fought over him. And no, you... no, not uh, seven days notice, but like from the time it was like over Christmas. So it was like I think the day before New Year's, my family's like flying into Denver <laughs> to see me the whole bit, and uh, so I spent one day with them like Christmas Eve or something, and then I think I flew out the next day. And the night before, I accepted the fight. So it was like a Friday. <laughs> I spent family time with my family, and the next day I fly out on Sunday. And it was a K one. I think right. so. Yeah. And now, Dynamite, right? did you have any? Now, was your is your striking on K1 level? I mean, this guy was a champion. I thought I definitely think I can strike violence. No Honestly, doubt. yeah, I've stood in front of him since. I've trained with him about two weeks. Yeah. Okay. So because I, and then you put you you wore wrestling shoes for the fight because they let you. <laughs> it was the only I That's knew it was right. the only chance that I was ever getting to wear wrestling shoes in a fight. And wearing wrestling shoes is cheating. I want to so it's bad. cheating. It's yeah. you know, it's cheating. It helps you, you think? <laughs> what do you mean? You it, wrestle, right? Yeah, but in a, but in a, in, a, in a kickboxing fight, wrestling shoes help. Yeah, especially if you get to kick to the face. Yeah, sure. oh, yeah. spinning yeah. back kick to the temple Ooh, with guys the heel. Get, yeah, guys will get cut more easy. But the one thing you'd have to wear, you can blow out your knee possibly a little bit. A little, a little you get worse, stuck. But, yeah, with yeah, the canvas. But if you want, you got a good pair. You wear you 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 find them down before you get out there and stuff. I actually spar with uh, wrestling shoes on just so I don't mess on my ankles. No, and my I do toes. the same. I nope. do the same until about and, three and or four weeks out of the fight. Yeah. Some of the old UFC fights, if one guy wore wrestling shoes, they weren't allowed to throw high kicks. 
Oh, really? Yeah. That was like the rule in like the, oh. the early days. That's what they did with um in, in the Ryzen Championships and stuff when they were over in Japan. No, a lot when, of guys would wear wrestling shoes. But now, when you go to kids. Japan, you lose to Overeem. Are you are you just devastated? Or are you just like, man, fuck it, I took the fight on two days' notice? It was just- I was just more mad that I had to make it a fight. Like I went out there, I had no game plan. Um, if you guys watched the fight, I actually didn't shoot in. He hit, he dropped me with a straight left right out the gate. <laughs> I, 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 I actually sprinted into that the same way I did Frank's. I like to do that. That's my thing. But this is also, but you also fought a roided up. You didn't fight Alistair Overeem now. You fought Overeem 4.0. You could feel his confidence. Like, I know Alistair now. I've spent a lot of time with him actually since. And you could just feel his confidence in his aura when he walked in. Like, he was on a different mental level, but he was coming off those wins. Like, he wasn't, yeah, I fought the best Alistair there was. No question. But, but also the, the most inflated. I mean, you fought, a, you didn't right. fight, a, 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 it wasn't a really a fair fight. I just wish, like, if you watch, we exchange overhands, and mine hit him right in the fucking, like, right in the chest. It's, you know, where you're supposed to kind of aim, and he's supposed to run into it. And then he hit me in the back of the head with his, and from that point, Ugh. he just cleaned me out. I hate when a guy gets hit back to the head because like, it knocks out the equilibrium. It's not really the fairest punch. But it's, it's real. Like a, it's still a fight, man. Like, I'm not mad. I'm just saying, like, yeah. for me at the time, that's what I was like. I was like, oh, you know, but no, nah, man, he hit me with a punch. <laughs> I was there to get hit. He's aiming. But you know what? But, you've knocked out, guys, seven seconds. I mean, you, you've, you've done your fair share. Of, of winning in fact you've only lost three fights that one fight you lost i was at a bar against that that cop mike <laughs> yeah mike Russo. Russo. he's tough guys he was a sleeper like he, he beat was, some people no he was super tough yeah, yeah. i mean he might have had this, the, the, the fucking hardest head i've ever seen in my life you must have hit that guy seven thousand times i think i didn't really hit him clean that much though people talk about it. if you actually watch the fight he really rolled well with punches i hit him clean probably five to six like oh damn that one got him um I got a couple of good jabs in there, a couple of uppercuts, things like that. But he actually had good defense. And then, like, he did, I didn't change my game plan. There's a lot of, you know. Now, when you hit a guy like that, right, and you're a big guy, you're, what, 230? Right. And he's just standing there in front of you, looking at you, and you hit him with the best punch you got. Are you just like, fuck? No, I went into that fight not expecting to finish him. I, have a, I do have a story about that moment before. But in him, I know. I knew. I was like, man, I'm going to beat this guy's ass for for three rounds. I expect that most fights, to be honest. I thought my last fight with Frank, I was like, I'm going to have to punch Frank in the face or try to grab, you know, grab something, grab his neck or something for the next 15, 20, it was 25 minute fight. And I prepped for 25 minutes. I thought we were going to go 25. There's times though, like when you're, when you punch a guy and he doesn't react, you, a lot of times for me, it's not like, oh man, he just took my best punch. It's like, I'm just going to have to keep giving, <laughs> I got I, seven I, more of these. You I better had, be yeah. able to stand them. I, I don't know, man. I've done my Brazil. best joke on stage and they haven't laughed and I'm like, it's going to no. be a long fight. No, no, I, I had one <laughs> in Brazil. It's a different reaction. I had one in Brazil with Suario. I had him on the ground. I stood up, big straight right hand. It, it was everything I had, and he just glassy-eyed stared at me, and I was like, damn, all right. <laughs> but I, I, I had read, though, that going to that fight, you had a torn MCL, and you had shingles in your eye. Um, against Russo? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, a – yeah. Um, but I, I felt like I had to take the fight. I'd pull out of the fight with uh, Pauly, Pauly Buentel, my buddy. Um, but shingles in your eye? Yeah, it was probably not a good decision, but you know, you need that money. You, it's that opportunity. It's you don't know when it's coming. And again. you're a fighter. Yeah. People forget that you're. Uh, yeah. I mean, before yeah. you think smart, so you think immediately. I'm a fighter. It's not someone's good, challenging not me. A good life What's up? Yeah, it's not a good life decision. Yeah, but I'm saying I, that. But at the same time, I mean, you know, 
you must love it. Some fighting. No, I'm happy to be doing what I'm doing, but I think yeah. it's a it's a certain type of person. It's a it, you know, comedy's the same way, man. Yeah, it's Screws you know, loose. Yeah. It, it's like it's like yeah, people are like oh, I want to become a comic. Oh, really? There's I, an easier. I've life. been doing it 17 years. Okay, I'm doing a fucking pizzeria next week, uh, I, and I've been on Leno twice. And I, I'm not. I, I, you know what? I'm happy to be doing pizzeria. I'm not fucking saying that, but it is a fucking long ass road. It's not an easy road. You have to love it. You have to do it because you want to do it. You right. can't do it because you want to be famous. You can't do it for the money. You got to do it because you have some desire to express yourself. That, that no other way you can do it. There's no, yeah, and there's not a, a lot of guys that get into the sport aren't like that, and then they learn. That's why I tell people, like, listen, listen, this is not. It's the same as comedy, pretty much. Yeah. Now, if you're thinking about doing it, go to decipher. D i hyphen cipher. Nice listen, plug. They yes. recently raised the bar for management professional sports. The firm represents fighters, assisting with contract negotiations, public relations, managing your fan base, obtaining sponsorship, everything you need taken to the next level while training for your fight. Also offering one-on-one mental coaching. And like Bubba said, they helped him win his last fight. Uh, also, tip a fighter. Fighters are grotesquely underpaid. I won't even talk about your situation, Todd, because I'm going to get sad. Okay? Fighters are underpaid. It's bullshit. The fans can make a difference. Tipafighter.com, at tipafighter. Uh, also, uh, some stuff going on this week. We got to talk about some uh, Nate Diaz, they're saying, is going to fight Conor McGregor. At UFC 200, uh, I don't see why this is a good idea. Uh, I see, I see the UFC going. We made more money than we've ever made before in the first one. Let's, 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 do, let's do it again. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna watch. You don't see why this is a good but, idea. However, Nate beat Conor McGregor on a three-day camp. Okay, you don't think that what, what's gonna happen when he has a four-month camp or a, a, a two-month camp? Also, there's a guy named losing. Frankie Edgar. Okay, who wants that belt? And Frankie's a friend of mine and came to my comedy show. He deserves the belt, okay? Uh, I want to see this guy make money, okay? I want him to see him make more money than he ever done it. He deserves it. And uh, why are we giving this this fight again? It wasn't, it was competitive for one round, and then it got very uncompetitive quickly, okay? Thoughts? I'm watching it. I get it. But like Connor, you know, when guys fight more than once, especially at their level, they're both high, high level martial artists. Connor may come with it. And you got to remember, Connor was whooping that ass for a little bit. Nick, Nick is my boy. Um, Nate. Yeah, Nate. Well, yeah. <laughs> Nick's your boy, too. Go on. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I'm, I'm going to watch. I'll I'm going to watch, too. And I can't wait. I'm not wait. complaining at all. <laughs> I'm, I'm not complaining either. But he has to vacate the belt. He can't be the 145 champion. Oh, it sucks next- for Frankie. I feel so bad for Frankie. I forgot, you about, I forgot about Frankie with the excitement of the fight. <laughs> but, but, uh, your thoughts? I just... All right, thank you. No, no, your thoughts. I don't, no, 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 I'm kidding. Your thoughts, your thoughts. No, I just, I like, I like Nate. I do. Uh, he's from a really good camp, really good ground. I just, I don't think Connor needs to be at that weight. I just think he was swinging for the punches and got tired. I can't wait to watch Nate with his ass again. What are you talking about? Now, now, we're talking to a guy, our intern, CB Gold, has five Connor McGregor tattoos. Uh, How'd you guys get him to do this? What what bets did you lose? I actually had uh, two of them before I started on the show, and then I got uh, last last week I got two more, and a few weeks before that I got another one. So he, you have five Conor McGregor tattoos. Yeah, what is your thoughts on on this? Well, first off, with Frankie, I made a joke this morning on Twitter that his asshole is the size of a watermelon from getting fucked so much by the UFC. I agree with it as a Conor fan, even. I think Edgar is getting screwed so hard by the UFC. No matter who else is there for him to fight to guarantee him a shot, there's nobody. He's beat, well, he didn't beat Aldo, but now I think he torments Aldo. Connor, 
you said Nate was on a three-day camp. Nate's going to be on a full camp. But when Connor found out that Nate was in, Connor was at about 166. He had to go back up to make that 170. He still had a full camp. He, was, he, he, he knew he was fighting. Camp, he had a full camp drop into 155. So the prior two weeks before it, he was dropping to 155. This camp, he walks around 172, 173. He'll probably get a little bit heavier, and he's going to work this entire eight, ten-week camp at above 170. Do I think it goes the same way? Unfortunately, I think it's going to be two L's in a row for Connor. Now, now how many are you going to get rid of your tattoos if, if he loses again? No. No, I'll probably yeah, I probably will get another one. You get another one of him getting choked out again or no? Uh, no. All right, all right, I'm I'm fucking with you. Look, by the way, some I I went on that Connor rant a couple weeks ago. I've gotten more hate from people from Ireland. Uh, some guy went off on me. Oh, they'll get off you. on me. And then I said, listen, I said thanks for you. I said thank you. And he goes, you know what? No, I feel bad. If Edgar beats him, <laughs> Edgar beats him, I'm gonna get an MMA roasted tattoo. So, buddy, so I I, I kept that email, and you better fucking. Yeah. So, Bubba, what are your thoughts on uh, on Edgar versus I absolutely I mean, on, on Nate versus Connor? I absolutely love it. One because, yeah, you said that what's the name that Diaz had a short camp, but also so did I mean he's been training for someone else the whole time, and so the Connor. So, I I like it for them to have a different you know setting to have that same fight. You know, if they had a longer camp, and I think I think Connor, I I disagree with that. I think Connor wins the second fight. Come on, I, watch! I'm telling you right now, Connor wins the second fight because one, he's going to be more efficient, as he says. You know, last time he was, I was less less efficient. I didn't hold my energy, and two, he was beating the shit, the absolute breaks out of him in the first round. I don't, I, don't, I, I guess people have forgotten they have. because they got choked know. out. He was beating the lights. It was like, man, here it goes again. Like this, here, here he's going to be unstoppable as the fight goes on but he did get rocked once or two times but that's already when he didn't wasn't efficient he was well, already what are they tired. fighting at if they fight at 170, 170 and it might actually be the main event of UFC 200 over title fights which is dumb <laughs> oh all right all right all right okay Guys, are we all forgetting about we might get a street fight out of this too <laughs> <laughs> like we talking about we're gonna get a best of three for sure all right you're we right lost a street fight for the weekend all right. Okay. Uh, all right. So that's that's one news. Uh, more news in MMA world is uh, Uriah Hall is now fighting Anderson Silva. That's real. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. At UFC 199. <laughs> 198 in Brazil. Uh, in Brazil. 198. 198. Thank oh, you. Oh, man. That's not a good place to fight if you're Uriah. Really? Yeah. Brazil with Silva? Yeah. <laughs> what? Ooh, really? Really? What do you mean, Really? But this is not. But this it. is not the same Anderson Silva it's, from five years it, ago. But is it is the same Brazil with the same Brazilian fans? Have you ever fought in Brazil? Yeah. What's it like? Uh, it's, it's exactly like you think. I mean, like, the guys <laughs> talk about like, them chanting like "You're gonna die." It's real. Ooh, yeah. Vai yeah. After, after I won the fight, I was scared. Yeah, um, it's serious. It was. Yeah. How well, many? I didn't how have many, like a UFC around me. I didn't have none of that. Like it was just me. How, <laughs> how, many, how much did you pay for that fight? Oh, dude, I don't remember. I was, I, I just remember I had to study for a Chinese exam at, at school in, uh, that Monday. So I like flew in that Monday morning and drove out to Athens, Georgia to take the test with a broken hand. <laughs> wow. Um, but how much did I get paid? I may have got like $1,500. Are you still in college now? Uh, actually, I got back into University of Georgia, opened up an online program so I can finish without having to be on campus. Oh, that's so cool. I'm going to lock it down and finish it. Nice. Now, uh, the other thing is how many, so you couldn't like party because we've had fighters say that they fought in Brazil afterwards, banged tons of Brazilian chicks, had threesomes. It was the best night. Remember who's the guy last week that said that? Who was it? Said that after his fight in Brazil, he, 
Who was on the show? Oh, um, big Steph- guy. The big guy. Stefan Bonner? No. Yeah, Bonner. Yes. Stefan Bonner said he just went crazy in Brazil afterwards. Was that, was that your experience as well? No, you could for sure do that. Yeah, yeah. But like, I would have had to get away from the area that I was in. And uh, Like just, he said, he was scared and he won the fight. Yeah, wow. So they're going to remember that face and be like, hey. Yeah. You're, you're it was just like, yeah. Now I got to ask, you were on the cover of Muscle and Fitness. Now, if I was on the cover of Muscle Fitness, which I never will be, but if I was, I would just go up to chicks at like newsstands and be like, hey, uh, can you get this? Did you? (laughs) (laughs) I dropped that magazine. Can you grab that for me? (laughs) No, I was like, I was living with my girlfriend at the time. We were together for like, I don't know, three or four years. Yeah, I didn't even... Or, you know, you didn't cash in on those shots. Yeah, yeah. Maybe oh. I have compounding interest as I get older or something. I could pull that out of the uh, oh, have on the mantle or something. I don't know. That's the whole point of getting on muscle and fitness, right? <laughs> I mean, what, why else would you? I was too young and stupid to even care. To be, <sighs> to be honest, like I was like, okay, we got to do this photo shoot. Okay, like I was dumb. Wow, I was really, really dumb. <laughs> Damn. Would you say you're the um, another thing that I saw? You are the world champion in all you can eat. Like, what is? You eat a lot of what's up? I'm a, yeah, and Athens George is a cheesecake eating champion for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I hold the I title. Cheesecake. Yeah, how many cheesecakes do you put out? It's just about size and time. Like, yeah. <laughs> how big are we going to go? How much time you want to put on the clock? <laughs> I had no idea. So do you do those eating challenges, like eating the 20 pounds? I was steak? in college once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. yeah, he definitely does. Fuck no. I have that big belly, though, yeah. yeah. I do gorge food, yeah. I, I hate... I, you know how many times I've went on Instagram and cropped out my belly? I'm like such a, <laughs> I take a picture, and then I fucking... It's all, like, chest up, because I'm just like, I hate my belly. Too bad uh, you can't crop your hairline. Wow. Oh, wow. CB wow. Gold oh, with the man. death threats. Such a fuckhead. <laughs> get a, get, go, go get a tattoo. Listen, um, now, Rory McDonald is testing his free agency. Might go to Bellator, he's saying... Uh, he's saying that he's done a lot of favors for the UFC and he doesn't feel like he's being sort of, if Morgan McDonald goes to Bellator, that's going to be a huge win for Bellator because Ray McDonald is right there. Top three guys in the UFC, in the world. And his fights are amazing. He's got that huge Canada following. They'll follow him anywhere. I don't know. He's still got one more fight though. One more fight left on his contract. Wonder boy. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. That's a tough fight for Rory McDonald. That's a tough... Oh, that changes things. No, it doesn't change anything. He no, I think right, either right, way, right. if he goes to Bellator, he's going to do very well for himself. But yes, he does have one more fight on his contract, and he is fighting Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. It ain't wow. like it's going to be a boring fight where it like takes away from his you know, aura. And no matter what happens in the fight, win, lose, or draw, he's still going to be Rory McDonald, who, you know, I think can he can figure that out man. that puzzle maybe, too. Yeah, I think, I he, I think he'd be I all right. I think he can figure out that Absolutely. puzzle. He's one of the few guys that's pretty intelligent enough I think he can do he's it. Smart. And he's about his money. I don't think it has anything to do with the UFC. I don't think that, I think that slight got blown up by the media, probably. And I'm sure that was in, in conversation. I think he's just about his money. That's what they're, he's fighting for money. I don't. Who cares who he fights? Where he got? Like he's, this is a great martial. That's what artist. people do not understand. Yeah, like, oh, you gonna my... go to UFC next? No, nah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I like my checks. Where I am, you know like, what I mean? Yeah, I just like I, I don't take understand. a pay cut. Yeah, people, not... people like get all riled up over this situation of like, oh, he's gonna do this, and it's like, no, some media outlet person blew that line up. It's really he's fighting because it's all about money. It's a business. This is not. If I liked martial art, I would never, I would not be fighting on it. Like, if it was just about martial arts, I would not be fighting on the stage. I wouldn't do it. It's not healthy. It's not safe. It's not, you know, he's fighting for money. Right. Like, just goddamn people. Now, hasn't Bellator approached you? Or it is that they've approached you? We're working on it. Whoa, 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 working on it. Okay. All right. So you got an announcement? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Nope. Zipping it. All right. You're zipping it? Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For now. All right.
Now, Matt Mitrione went to Bellator, uh, which I think I think that's a good place for Matt Mitrione. He was, he was not happy with the UFC. He wasn't happy with how he was being treated. Uh, I think he'll do well. I think he wins the Bellator title, actually. I mean, who's, who's going to be his opponents? I don't know about his opponents. I think him and Czech Congo would put on a nice war at heavyweight. That was an awful fight. That first one was the that, worst. That was the first was one. Young Matt. It was but young Matt. Also, you got to worry about Vitaly Minikov, who hasn't defended the title in almost yes. two years. They got to get him in a Bellator cage. He's fought at least twice in Russia in the last year and a half. They need to either strip him, make him fight. Mitrion's chances in Bellator heavyweight division, very good. Well, he said he, he went over Johnson there. Jr. Sleeper. I yeah, was just I trained, about to I say that. With Matt and Tony Damn it, Bolton. you stole my quote. Yeah, he's a sleeper <laughs> for sure. I mean, he's not performed. Um, probably to his potential is what I mean. I think his manager told me that recently when I was on the phone with him. Um, but I haven't watched his fights at all. I haven't really followed much Bellator. But Tony Johnson Jr. is a sleeper in there. Now who is There's this guy? Now, he's the Hulk, right? Yeah, he's the yeah. Hulk. And he yeah. trains at American Top Team. No, he's at he. Well, he he's started his Florida. career. Yeah, he's, no, yeah. he started his career at ATT, and then uh, he went up to Nashville. He's, he's got a family and a life that's into him. Pretty much is what happens. And uh, <laughs> he uh, does. He's managed by Bob Cook, I believe. Um, and he's doing his camps at AK and at home in Nashville. I think it's Nashville, somewhere in Tennessee. Sorry, is he, he the one? Did you train with Mako ATT? Me? Yeah. yeah. Okay. How, how was that? Um, I've never in my life. I've trained with tons of great wrestlers, Stop. and I don't want to take anything away from, from DC or Kane or some of these other great guys. But the way Mako matches up with me is an absolute <laughs> terror. He needs to go ahead and just sign up for the ADCC. I tell him this all the time. Go win it. And he's all he's so respectful. He's just he's like, yo, man, you gotta you gotta worry about those submissions and stuff. I'm like, shut up. Go win the, go win the ADCC real quick. Mako is a, a bear. Monster. The thing about greatest this, of all time. Yeah. The I'll thing about it. is people are like, oh, you know, DC DC wasn't a national champion. Neither was Kane Velasquez. Mako was a multiple time national champion, multiple time vi- finalist for the big schools, Iowa and Oki State. But those guys are great and competitive. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, Mako yeah. beat, I think, Mako beat Kane every time I think they competed um, on, on the national level. But DC's also, DC coached him, I think, right? And yeah. they worked together. Like, yeah, when he's at Oki State. Yeah, yeah. But Mako's nice. stupid strong. Like, <sighs> I mean, he, he obviously looks strong, but I mean, he he's stronger so, than he looks. So what do you think? Because I, I know he lost to Smolino mm-hmm. uh, early on in his career. Smolino got knocked out by the guy you beat, Anthony Hamilton. Um, what do you think it has been as far as why Mako hasn't made that transition to MMA? That how, why it hasn't really, you know, I'm not saying it hasn't worked out. He's five and one, but we don't see him fighting. A lot that of often. it's experience, man. I mean, I think a lot of us wrestlers, and this is what happened with me. A lot of us wrestlers come into it with the same wrestling mindset, thinking, you know, it, it, it's all it's pretty much the same. All we gotta do is duck punches and kicks, and we'll be all right. But it, it, it's a, a it's a whole new sport, it's a whole new game, and that's obvious to say. But it really isn't the same mindset. There's times where you in wrestling, you just go go go, dominate, dominate, dominate. In a fight in MMA, there's times where if you dominate a position, you are going to lose through submission or through just being too aggressive later in the rounds. It's only seven minutes of wrestling. It's 15 minutes to 25 minutes of, you know, hard grinding, someone punching, kicking, wrestling. I mean, when I first started wrestling and then starting punching, after I got up from drilling for my wrestling, I was just like, now I got to punch. Now I got to kick. Now I got to, you know, not get choked out in this position. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. It's like being in a... A passing league where all you do is do passing and catching and then they put you in a league where you got to do passing catching blocking 
running, you know, kicking. I mean, it's a whole different world. But Mako was, so, hey, was, hey. was a boxer too, though. I thought. But fuck you guys. Mako made the transition. He's five and one. And he's incredible. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> no, <laughs> Shut I know. up. I know. I know. I'm just saying. No, I'm I'm saying. He's incredible. I, I trained with this dude. But, he's good, and I mean, he's made the transition. And why has he not blown up? Is yeah, what you're saying. Right, That's really yeah. what you're trying to say. Why did he go out to lose Shalinko? Shalinko's legit, and that was a great learning experience for Mako. I think. But and I did. I don't. I've not even actually seen the fight. I've only when I talked to yeah, yeah, yeah. and he, that guy's legit. But what I heard that he didn't have training partners, so he wasn't like he wasn't able to have a heavyweight body. Heavyweights getting you can only really get in heavy, shape for a heavyweight fight if you have a heavyweight body. It's it, it's hard to describe. I can do all the sprints, I can do everything I need to do, but if I don't have a heavyweight body, I can't get ready. So I think that was the problem in that fight. Maybe I don't know. I haven't seen it. But Steve Mako has made the transition. And why is he not blown up? It's about he has a life to attend to. Right. What do you mean? Of course like, he's alive. This, this shit's hard. Yeah. This shit's very hard. He's not. I don't know what his contract is, but I don't imagine he was he was balling out. Like I don't. I don't think it was like that. So it's like, all right, I got four kids. Um, I got these bills to make. I got a wife to worry about. That would be my guess. Um, I don't. I don't know. That's, how, how hard has the transition been for you? Because I know you were very successful. I mean, you're a world champion in jiu jitsu uh, to for MMA as far as striking and everything else. Striking it. It's. I don't like it. <laughs> no, I hit hard, but I just, I don't flow with it. I'd rather just go wrestling and go down, but I'm fine. I'm getting more and more comfortable. I've got some good coaches, so. I could tell, like, like your walkout to the octagon or to the cage, you look like you did not want to be there. The other girl was, like, <laughs> dancing, doing the worm. Uh, you, Dude, you, they hate Americans there. Uh, where, where was them. it? Was it where Guam. Was it? it was in Guam. You fought a girl from Guam. Yeah. I've actually been to Guam, yeah. uh, but... uh it's beautiful there, but it is really but beautiful. you look like you did not want to be there. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that, was that fair to say? I was a little nervous, but it was just different, I guess. By my before my like, amateur fights, it was yeah. just different. That's the only way I can explain it. And then everybody was just booing, and I was just like, <laughs> "All right." <laughs> they were. You were also the main event in your first fight. Yeah. Which was which was crazy. <laughs> uh, and you were fighting the girl who brought the whole crowd. It was like the, 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 uh, everything was stacked against you. Yeah, and, and I, I went up think, a weight class. Uh, and you went a weight class. <laughs> and I still think you won that fight. Be honest. <laughs> who was managing you at the time? Bad decisions. <laughs> Bad decisions. Well, now she's with Decipher. Yeah. Uh, well, smart <laughs> so decisions. Right. Aren't you with Decipher? Good yeah. decisions. And Abraham Kawa, too, though. So. Oh, Malky's brother? Yeah. Yeah, I like that guy. Mm-hmm. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Uh, but how now? How, how close were you? Were you surprised the girl didn't tap to that heel hook? Extremely. Like I said, her knee popped. I mean, I heel hooks. You don't choke around. You just tap. Roids. Nasty. <laughs> Roids. She was on roids. <laughs> you think, she, they fought in Guam. Yeah, she, she was, was doing strong, something. Dude. She was really strong. No, she looked way more fit than you. No offense. Uh, but, you, but you looked, I was like, like looking wise, I'm like, this chick might get her ass kicked. And then you just, you have so many, you're just like, you, you're very, you're very, I, I'm happy I watched that fight because I was like, holy shit, this girl just keeps going for rolling knee bars to this, to that. Mm-hmm. Your jitsu is, is on point. Now, um, people whose jitsu aren't on point, Kimbo and Shamrock both failed, <laughs> they, they, both, they both failed their drug tests. Uh, Maybe this will inspire people to not use drugs because, uh, I mean, Jesus didn't really Christ. Work. Well, what did, what did Kimbo fail for? Uh, steroids, right? They won't say yet. They won't say? They said they failed their post-fight uh, PED test, but they haven't said what substance yet. Uh, I don't know. I mean, this is... Look, I, I mean, look, I think if you're over 53 years old, like Ken Shamrock is, they should let you take whatever the fuck He's you want. He's been busted three times. I'm pretty sure he's like, oh, they're... Whatever. <laughs> like, we all, you ain't getting those checks like, back. <laughs> That's what it's about. 
But like, why are they even te- 53 years old? Let them fight. Let them take a steroids, right? I mean, you need it to live at that point, right? I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. I it mean, doesn't whole, really hurt them. But it makes your organization look like a joke, Bell, uh, Baba. I'm sorry, but whoa, 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 yeah. it, it doesn't help Bellator. It does. It, it well, well, with what? The fact that he got busted or the fact that the he was taking thing. steroids? I mean, Can whole, I say something real quick? Yes. Tennis stars are getting popped on the regular, guys, and nobody's talking about that. <laughs> Tell him, Duffy. Tell him. We're talking about two 50-year-old men who got in a cage to fight. What do you think they were going to do? <laughs> Coffee ain't going to do it. It doesn't help because Bellator's got some great talent. Some we're talking about a guy who's been busted. Am I wrong? And I'm no disrespect to Shamrock because he's not been tested positive at least, I think, three times. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't really more. keep track. I'm not like, oh, uh, oh that's, a, that's well, another one. Well, and what was very but more, Are you saying that it makes Bellator look bad because of the fight matchup? Uh, everything about it looks bad. I mean, because he took. If the fight would have been a great fight, then people would have. But just the, the fight itself, the kick to the balls, the hopping down ten minutes later, yes. the Dada jumping out of the cage. I mean, the whole thing was just insane. And then now, and then people people finally forgot about it, and then they failed their drug test. Yeah, oh yeah, sucked. yeah, they finally forgot about it. That's exactly how I felt. Too. I was I've like, shit, we're you, talking about it again. I've been telling you, any publicity is good publicity, especially if it's that type of let's talk about Bellator because really? of what Tell they do. Tell us O.J. Simpson and yeah. other people who have. He's got a show out right now, Dunny. <laughs> and he the hell he out of paid it. In, the, in prison, ain't he? I love that show. Uh, <laughs> now, See what I mean? so uh, yeah, so that 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 also. Um, hey, didn't um didn't somebody uh. Mark Rich get fired or, or released or something like that? Who? Um, Mark, let me look it up. I got what topic is this Mark Rich? Um, I'm trying to think. I, I wanted to ask you, would you feel about this guy getting released? Uh, I think he's a. I think he's a heavyweight or something like that in the UFC. Give me, yeah. In the UFC? Yeah. Mark Rich, and I don't know him. He's a heavyweight in the UFC. Hold on, let me. That's a wrong. I don't know. Name, let me let me get my notes only, out. Like there's only like 46 of them. There's not a lot. 46 heavyweights. <laughs> there's yeah. not a lot of them. Could you make 205? No, I tried when I was like 18 or 19. I was 260 looking like this when I was like 16. I was When I went to high school, I was like 6'1", 205. How big are your parents? Uh, dad's not huge. My mom's uncles are all massive men. Uh, like her uncles. Like I don't, I don't have a large family. but Got you. Now, yeah. uh, Paige Van Zant says uh, she wishes that she would have went to sleep as opposed to tap. She just wishes See? she would get sold out. That's all it is. I don't think it's. Like, I don't think it's. A, I get it. Like it's dumb to go to sleep. You don't intentionally do that. It's just they don't want to. They don't want to have to accept that. Because when you Nobody, tap, it, it's, it's you're still it, quitting. You you have said that you have gotten me in yeah. a place where I can no longer defend myself. Right. You can't say, "Oh, it was out of my control. I did everything I could." I'm going to sleep. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going why it's to sleep, relevant. but I'm going. What? I'm going I don't to understand start. why it's coming out now, four months after the fight, and she's like, "Well, I probably should," because she saw Holly go out against. No, Dave. I think people are interviewing her because of Dancing with the Stars, and then that Which comes she'll up. Probably win, and, but she probably win. She probably. She's a trained dancer. She I know win that. It's unfair that she has to compete against. I don't know. Uh, uh, you know Stephen Hawking and dancing. It's, it's like what? What is this? Now, uh, Mayhem Miller uh, got arrested again. One million dollar bail uh, for vandalizing a tattoo shop. Which I don't even know how you even do that. Is it? <laughs> it, it, it would appear that tattoo shops are vandalized. They vandalize their own shops. Like, what are you going to do? Like, paint over the tattoo? I mean, what, what, what is this? So, $1 yeah, million dollar bail. He goes to jail so often that people don't even know. It's sad, man. I knew Jason when I was 18. I came to the same gym he started at. Oh, Atlanta? Yeah. It's a weird thing. Um, what I want to know is, I was looking at his Twitter the other day. He's hanging out with that Matt guy, um, Matt uh, Horwich. What is he doing? It's he's even, way more interesting. <laughs> yeah, but he's not getting arrested. He's just strange. He's just sort of like a, he's sort of like the, 
the drifter fighter. I mean, he, he what, actually was he's pretty fighting again, though, is right? He's still fighting. That's what I saw. I, I got into it. I was like, what is this guy doing? I was a fan. I've actually wrestled with him, uh, and he's actually. Did he, he smell bad? I heard he smells bad. He's so he's, he's so strong, you know. He's got I that that, that, that like strange. It's a weird awkward. Strength. He's the most awkward, weird winning fighter. He beat Tali's latest. Like he's beat a lot of dudes. Yeah. It's. I don't know. But uh, so yeah, so Mayhem is in jail. Which I mean, come on, dude. How many times? How many chances are you gonna get? This dude's on he's top. He's a very smart guy, and he's actually. Is mentally, and he had a fight coming up against Luke Rockhold in Barnard. Italy. It makes Luke, me think about I mean, Luke Barnard, not Luke Rockhold. <laughs> like Luke. It, it Rockhold. honestly makes not, me think about concussions. At one point, he couldn't. He would do well against him. His, at one point, Mayhem was the shit. His behavior makes me think about concussions, though. Look at his behavior. I'll just say it out loud. No disrespect to him or nothing like that, but like, what's going on? Well, bath salts don't help. <laughs> what? He does bath salts don't help. He doesn't. You sure, you're just throwing out allegations. <laughs> no, I'm not. Jesus Christ! Allegedly, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. So, <laughs> I don't speculate here. When he get, when he was arrested in the church naked after he hit the fire extinguisher all over it overnight, they tested him and there were bath salts in his system. Yeah, speaking actually, of which, some so uh, some guy on like Reddit posted that Conor McGregor. Have you seen that? The cocaine and whore and hookers thing? Yeah. Yeah, I'm waiting for real real evidence. Okay. Leave him alone. Let so, him live his life. Allegedly, <laughs> he's partying like Jones these days. Allegedly. Now, if he if it does come out that he's partying, will you get cocaine and hookers tattooed next to his picture or no? A little line of I, sweet, Shouldn't sweet, I be sweet. talking to Greg Wilson about this yeah, first? by the way. People are asking where Greg is. Uh, Greg, uh, he has a new job. He's writing for Byron Allen. So he's actually, that's, he's, that's why he's been on a hiatus. And then Marina did like a Periscope recently where she said she'll never come back to the podcast. Which, let me just talk about this for a second. Uh, <laughs> Moment of silence. I've been a Marina fan since, <laughs> since day one. I had her on the podcast after she lost her fight to Amanda Bell. She was down on the dumps. She said the podcast helped her get through all this stuff. She said she really helped it. You know, I, I paid the girl. I helped get her sponsors. I was really, I think, like a friend to her. When she lost her fights, I was the one calling her up 15, 20 times trying to like – Say, listen, keep your head up. I got you. I tried to put her on, I put her on my TV show. I, I did a lot of shit for her. So for her all of a sudden to be like, fuck you, you know, I'm not coming back on the show, it, it, it did bum me out. I'm not going to lie because, number one, that was a friend. And number two, there are so many other people I could have done that for that wouldn't have just said fuck but you. But what did you do wrong? Like, what, why did she, that's what you're your trying to figure out? Your guess is as good as mine. I mean, you were here. During all our interactions. Could it be your hairline? Or? <laughs> Papa, your hairline. Uh, you shouldn't be yeah. talking about my hair. Okay? I just got a big-ass forehead, but my hairline is in oh. there. Whatever. We'll see you when you're 30. There's six hairlines. Let's, let's see you when you're 37 years old, Bubba. Okay? 37. We'll yeah, but at the hairline. same time, even we saw her in Invicta months ago, and she was super awkward about everything. Yeah, and I don't know what I did. Honestly, I was nothing but nice to her. Even when, like, you were fighting Bubs, I was like, hey, you want to come watch Bubba fight? And nothing. It's just like, I, I, I texted her, like, yeah. are you coming back to the show? She just, she just fucking ghosted out, and it just sucks, because there are people that I think could have had that spot where I would have like to have helped out more. Maybe she never forgave you for that one outburst that we had here. Uh, I think it was at SciShow Network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't actually there, there we was didn't a, air that. There was a there was a good communication dialogue that never really got across. <laughs> and um, 
Yeah, I, I, maybe she never forgave you from that. Maybe. Thanks, Bubba. Uh, I don't know. I, whatever. Whatever it is, it is. It's just something. It's like, come on. <laughs> well, it ain't nothing. <laughs> it ain't nothing. Man. What's going on, man? You want to tell us the truth? That, that, I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. I was nothing but nice you to her. You asked her out one too many times, bro. I never asked her out. <laughs> oh, man. The sister <laughs> comments. Oh, yeah. I did make a lot of her indicating lesbian comments. And, that was, and Tugboat that was... Boy and, and jokes about Roderick Strong. and, and I know. Best friends around Bowsy and you were, oh, my gosh. Adam, you know what? Look yourself in the mirror, bro. Okay? <laughs> what <at> Bubba? <laughs> Fuck you. Darian Caldwell. Want to be the new co-host? <laughs> no. That's funny. Uh, whatever. No, I mean, we, we had fun, but she busted my chops, too, all oh, the time. It was a good time. It was a good time. You know? what, what do you and I like do? Marina, you know, so I got no ill will. Oh, thanks. Or... I appreciate you saying that. Well, all right. So, I, I, look, I like her, too. She, she just, like, was just doesn't want to be my friend, which is fine. I have enough friends out there. But it was just kind of rude. It was just really rude. Well, what's going on with her? I have no idea. Like, she's a judo player that's incredible. She's touted to be this great fighter. Now she's in New York again. That's all I know. Is she? I don't Marina? know. Well, I saw, it on, I saw her. up on my Twitter at some point. I was like, I guess she's done. Or... I don't know. She she was a fighter. She she lost two fights. She won one, but she got thrown in there. A lot of pressure. Right, right. You know, yeah, uh, she's tough. fighting big girls. 145 is more knockouts than 45. And shit happens. But uh, I don't know. She's healing. I yeah. know she's still healing from the neck and, and the, her arm because I saw her in Invicta when Colleen fought Raquel. All right, let, let's move on. All right, so uh, so I don't care about this. All right, so uh, so this week. Oh, this uh, is going back. Marina, I didn't say anything bad. All right, so, <laughs> so this week, who do you like, uh, uh, Hunt or Mir? I don't know, man. I want Frank to win, obviously. Uh, makes me look a little better. I don't want to be his only bright spot in the last five. No, Frank. So selfish. uh, I don't know who to pick. It just kind of depends what guy shows up with what game plan. These are heavyweights that are both highly skilled. Um, As far as the martial artists go, Frank Mir is the better martial artist across the board. Um, And you can't count Hunt out. What are we doing? I can't have like I'd flip a coin. Who would you you rather fight, Hunt or Mir? Either one. Obviously, Frank. I want that fight back. There's no like I did. You know, I definitely think I need that fight back. Um, But either one, I want to fight both of them. That'd be great for my. It'd be exciting. I look up to both of them. I've watched them since I was a kid. I've now, if you fought Hunt, would you just keep him at bay the whole time? No, I'd fight him. Really? Yeah. Even with that power? We, we Every heavy, every man above 205 has that power. The heavy, nasty power. He probably has that power. It's just a matter of how you're getting hit, how you're getting cracked. I got like, that power. Yeah, but heavy, <laughs> obviously heavyweights, like, there's, a, there's a little bit higher risk factor. If you just get even slightly connected, it doesn't have to be in the right spot. It just has to hit you. But it's every heavyweight. Mark Hunt is to me is no different than fighting. I hate to say it, Tim Hay could be if either one hits me. It's a you know. It's a wrap. Yeah. Uh, who who, who are you pick for this fight? Kind of Mir actually. Mir because mm-hmm. it's jujitsu. More so, well, I've trained with Mir, so he was over at Latrell's back in Albuquerque a while back. So. He's got more across the board for sure. Yeah. Like I would, I would lean towards Frank for sure. If I was like a bed man, I would, I would lean towards Frank. Oh uh, fuck! You're I just a lot of money. <laughs> you lose a lot. You lose a lot of money over here. <laughs> I just lost my I'm parlay. I'm not saying I'm not a bed man, but if you want to throw some bets down, oh man! All right, we start uh, tip a comedian so Adam can recoup some of these betting yes. expenses. Uh, Ameri- uh, also, uh, Neil Magny, Hector Lombard. Who, who do you like? Oh, man, that's a that's a really interesting fight. Uh, he- you got a guy who's got uh, if the fight's great into late rounds. I think if Neil gets out of those rounds, he's got an opportunity. But I, I would pick Hector. Did you spar Hector. with Hector? 
I had before, yeah, years ago. Well, I still like, uh, you know, he's we're in the same gym, but I had, this one he was crazy Hector. I, I sparred crazy Hector. Any yeah. crazy uh, sparring stories with Hector? I have tons of crazy Hector stories. Those are my stories. <laughs> Tell us. No, come on. Hector's the man. Hector, he's a Hector's great fighter. Crazy too. I, I tell yeah. you, no did, he, did, he, did you guys ever like go punch for punch? Listen, man, Hector's a great guy. I had fun sparring with him. I had fun training with him. I like Hector. All right, we're going to tell... We're, <laughs> we're going to no, tell Hector. Trying to, no, he's trying to get you. I know, he's trying to get... Listen, Hector, my Obi. I'm picking Neil. I mean, I'm not, I'm not picking Neil. I am picking Hector, but, but Neil's dangerous. You got to understand, like, he gets good as late He said he knocked you out on sparring. Is that true? No. Oh. <laughs> he didn't say that. <laughs> I've seen him knock a lot of people out. Though. Yes, sir. Yeah, well, no, he, he talks about him and Barnett having an epic uh, fight. I heard gym. about that, yeah, from both sides. It's yeah. interesting. Uh, and then he said he also, uh, he, he he made, what's his name? Uh, who's that guy that, who's in, he's in Bel- uh, Melvin Manhoof scream and like run out of the cage because he was fucking him up so bad. Is that, have you heard that? Uh, no comment. I, I would love to see that. I can't do I got too much respect. It was a great sparring match, actually, from everyone I've ever talked to. But, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't talk about training too much. Like oh, come on. Why would I? I'm I mean, kidding. that's rude. Uh, yeah, and it's, rude. it's Hector Lombard. He'll yeah, stab yeah. you in your sleep. Nah, man, he's cool. He's, cool. <laughs> he's a different guy now. Yeah. All right. So, we, uh, oh, uh, we didn't get to um, a couple other ones. Steve Boss, James Tahuna. I got Tahuna. Tahuna. I I, I think Steve Boss has spent too much time playing hockey, and I just think that. Did he you just... see the last fight with Thiago Santos, where he threw a kick like 27 seconds in and just knocked Boss? He didn't wake up. When he woke up, his clothes were out of style. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So uh, who, do, who, do, who do we like in this fight? Tahuna. Uh, was ha- oh, yeah, Tahuna. Tahuna. You? I actually don't know them. Yeah, that's me don't either. Worry. Just guess. I just... Uh, uh, Tahuna? Yeah, yeah Tahuna. Uh, Beck Rawlings is fighting Sohee Hum. Uh, I like Rowdy Beck in this fight. Sohee Hum. Sohee Hum's pretty tough, though. She fought uh, Joanna... Uh, uh, what's her, uh, Calderwood. Joanne Calderwood. Yeah, because this fight was supposed to happen before Beck dropped out and Calderwood yeah. went in. I like Beck. Who do you like? I can't go against Rowdy Beck, man. Come on. That's your girl. And you? I like Beck. Have you seen Sohee Han fight? Mm. Nope. All right. <laughs> you have? I have. You have? Is she good? It's all right. She's it's... no Rowdy Rowdy. No. No? Okay. All right. So Rowdy Beck. Good. Alan Juban, Brendan O'Reilly. Uh, Juban's like a six to one favorite. Is O'Reilly any good? He's okay. He was good on the tough smashes season for a bit. Like I said about the Australian guys on that season, they weren't too amazing. I think I think Juban can knock him out, no problem. All right, uh, you, Juban, man, come on. I don't and, have a pick. I haven't seen that guy fight. Uh, Rin Nakai versus Leslie Smith. Um, I'm picking Leslie. Uh, uh, Rin Nakai. I just think she's a 115 pounder. She's too small. Uh, she's she's like she's so th- she's like thick, but she's, she's four foot two, oh, and, and and Leslie's like six three. Uh, I'm exaggerating, but I I just think Leslie just changed the Diaz brothers, bigger girl. I just think she's, she's gonna beat tough. her. Yeah, you. I don't. Again, I don't know them. Hmm. But hmm. give us short people some credit, okay? <laughs> uh, I will give short people some credit. Nothing, nothing about being short. Nothing about being short. <laughs> and. It's a better matchup for Nakai. Her first fight in was Misha. Yeah. Which is always a tough battle. She won around against Misha. But it was against, it was in Japan. So it was, Misha had to fly over. This was yeah. in Australia. I think Leslie Smith is just scrappier. I hope so. I got 50 bucks on her. Um, <laughs> and uh, and finally, we got Ross Pearson versus Chad LaPreece. Which wasn't supposed to happen. But it's going to happen. Uh, Chad's pretty good. He has a win over uh, OAM, right? Uh, he beat him in the finale, and uh, he has one of the most brutal knockouts on the Ultimate Fighter behind Jariah Hall, 
when he knocked out Cage and Johnson and broke his jaw in three places. CB's the best intern, man. I never got a life. Uh, okay, so uh, <laughs> so uh, as long as there's UFC and Bellator on, I, I don't have a life. All right, so who wins this fight, uh, Baba? I'm gonna go with Pearson because, yeah. because you heard of him. Uh, that, can that be a reason? Yeah, he's got great head movement too. <laughs> can that be good analytical thoughts right there? Yes. Yeah. Well, yes, Pearson. Okay. And it uh, just sounds like he knows more on this fight. This dude knows every. So I, I mean, honestly, ask just... him something. Go ahead. Try to stump CB Gold. Stump nah, him. Get, get, give I have him a to question. Go back to like 2009. All right. Name, Do it. name six of Todd Duffy's opponents. Name six. Yeah. No, Alistair, Mike Russo. Can't be done. Frank Mir. Those are the easy ones. Yeah. There's. I actually I did have a question a for you, though. Tim Hang, Anthony Hamilton, Tim Ham- yeah. and then what, what's the sixth one? He didn't do it in the story. So, what's your question? Right. Um, <laughs> I, I know it was like I know it was you were, when you fought Hague, you finished the fight, and then you jumped on the camera before your post-fight interview, and you said uh, that was just an appetizer, Dana. Let me eat now. I want to eat? Were you just like amped out of your mind, or was that something that you had planned from the get-go? You <laughs> I, knew you were I did walk not. I did not plan that. I was super amped. But here's the truth on that. It's a crazy story because I didn't know it was going to come out. Like it just came out, right? I hadn't. I didn't ever even gave it a second thought. But like a week before, my my buddy, one of my good friends, actually, this is his bar. Um, but uh, he sent me a text and, and, and said that he goes. He goes. If you knock this guy out under ten seconds, I want you to go say this to the camera. That in that exact statement. To be honest, like that was him. That wasn't me. I will never forget it. It was absolutely <laughs> it amazing. It just came out. Like I forgot it even happened, and then like I went out there and did that. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that was. You said hard hard work pays off. That was an appetizer. I want to eat now, Dana. Let me eat. Yeah, I threw in the hard work part, the cheesy part. Now, are you are you gonna get that that like quote on your back? Come on, really? seriously. Do you know how much room I have left for tattoos? You have Conor, <laughs> you have Conor McGregor's tattoo. You have Conor's quote. That's a better quote. What, what's uh, that was an appetizer well now that he's a, an all you can eat eater it kind of makes puts things together a little bit well listen uh, Bubba what do you have coming up nothing man I'm training um, I'm looking for my next opponent Bellatory let me eat let me eat <laughs> Todd what do you got coming up I'm trying to get on UFC 200 what do we talk about and who do you, who do you want to fight uh, Frank Frank Mir. <laughs> I mean, I got, I got. I mean, obviously, that's probably not. That's not on the bill. Um, I'd like, like Alexi Olenek, number fifteen. I think right now he'd be a good fight. Um, I'm just trying to think of guys I could get. Who Alexi? Alexi Olenek. He's not fought in two years though. I'm just thinking of guys I could get that are higher in the food chain. I want those guys. Okay. And uh, what do you got coming up? Well, my fight just got canceled, so I'm looking for an opponent for anything really. I'd okay. like Mackenzie Dern though. Mackenzie Dern, you want to fight? You want to go against her? I think that'd be fun. And, and, and Legacy. Mm-hmm. Two jujitsu. She's a black belt, right? I, yeah, that we've gone before. Who won? It's fun. Uh, one one. One one. Didn't she also uh, beat Gabby Garcia in the worlds recently? She did. She's smoking hot. I mean, attractive. She's attractive. She's a very attractive girl. <laughs> As are you. I would like to see that. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So we're we're calling her out. Okay, Mackenzie Dern. <laughs> okay, you heard that. One and one. Okay, you're gonna fuck her up, right? With MMA, I think I could. You think you could? Yeah. Okay. One round what smash this, With fest. MMA, I think I could. Okay, you have to come on. Let's the people. Are... I just don't think she's an MMA fighter. I think. There's just the translation. Oh, work. I still... <laughs> that's worse than Adam's call out. Mackenzie Darren, you are not a real MMA fighter. Okay, you're according, a pretender. Oh. You're, according to Gabby Romero, you're hyped just because you're attractive. Okay, <laughs> and you're really and you're really a white belt, right? No, what? no, no. Oh, you're, 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 oh. No. oh, okay. <laughs> you overdid it. All right, so you think I you can go there? But you think you could beat her? How fast? Um, I actually think I could beat her stand up in one round. And two. you don't even like it. Two, two rounds. You're not, you're not <laughs> gonna like it though. You're gonna power, do it, but you're not gonna I like have it. Power. I but do. you're not gonna like it if you have to do it. That yeah, no. Blows my mind. But it'd what be are you fun. doing? It'd be fun though. You have do it, like it. What are you talking about? Well, have you seen this girl, Mackenzie Dern? 
Yeah, like uh, once maybe. It's pretty smoking high. Yeah. All right, so what, uh, what does that have to do with her fighting ability? <laughs> Nothing. It's like okay. she's hot, so she's gonna. So win. she's the female says Northcutt. Is what you're saying? Oh, fuck. oh. <laughs> I I don't know if I'd go there. All right, listen, we, we are you are you are quite the shit talker. Listen, um, <laughs> so you did say she was like what a bad martial artist or something? No, I, I did not. You said she's not a complete martial I don't, artist. I just I know her. I just don't think. She, you don't like her. That's no, what you're saying. No, no, no. You know I like Mackenzie, and, and I love her dad. I love her dad. But oh, shit, I just. This is personal. <laughs> no. Not think, like that. You think you have a nice butt? No, it butt? is personal. To... <laughs> who has a nicer butt? Let's be honest. Between what? You and her, and her and Mackenzie, her, as far as butts go. I don't know. Are we going to do a butt contest or yes, what? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. This is mean. <laughs> this is fucking mean, guys. I'm sorry. I'm just, Welcome to the MMA Rosa podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> This is, Romero, you are, you are, you are uh, a really, really sweet and cool and fun girl. You open up your own gym, right? Mm-hmm. People want to train with you. How can they do it? Uh, just look me up. Albuquerque. All right. Let's be more specific. Okay. Do you have a website or something? All right. <laughs> I'm not good at this stuff. Uh, the website's uh, www.clubeabqbjj.com. And how many members do you have at this gym? Uh, right now, a little over 30. And, you, and all ages? Yes. And all different kinds. So if, I'm, if I want to come and learn, I've never done it before, I can walk right in. You could. And if I'm a black belt, do they have good people to roll with? Of course. All right. All right. There we go. Let's get some. Hmm. All right. And, but now, <laughs> now, I tried looking up on Twitter. I couldn't find you on Twitter. I don't like Twitter. All right. We have to get a Twitter handle. All right. Listen, here's what I do. I just, I just quote stuff I hear in public. Just occasionally, that's like, a good, that's a good strategy. <laughs> it's an awful strategy. People no, no, hate that's, it. That's it a great so strategy. Mad. Like, what are you talking about? What if someone says, I hate Jews? got nothing to do with nothing. I hate Jews. You quote that? I mean, well, that's a very dangerous Stuff that thing he likes, Adam. Oh, 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 Something yeah. that tickles me. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> how come every other week is an anti-Semitic question for I'm you? I'm just saying, I've heard people say, I hate Jews. I'm going to put, oh, on my Twitter. That's a horrible strategy. Just quote people, what people say. Next thing should be, oh, this check is a little too high. Yeah, right. All right. So, and CB, where are you going to be? In the bushes? Uh, no, 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 I'm kidding. Let's see, where, where are you going to be? Um, just hanging out, looking forward to the fights, and uh, going to be on puppy watch duty for a few <laughs> weeks because my folks are leaving town, getting their house in Mammoth situated. But nice. uh, just looking forward to fights, man, and playing that new EA UFC. Got to plug that because it's amazing. Really? And John, the intern, anything coming up? All right, awesome. Can we, we talk about the character bodies on that game real quick? What's going on? I feel like I got shafted. Really? <laughs> I, I feel like they took a couple inches off of everything, except my forehead. That close, Todd. Really? Whoa. Yeah. Well, it's him, so I'd I'd critique that too. Y'all better get they my added no, three inches in my forehead. Took it away from my chin. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, fighters that have said they don't look right. Joanna Pena looks nothing like her. But it's no, really not real. anywhere even remotely really close. Really Beck Rawlings looks like Gustafson, which is kind of funny. <laughs> And uh, uh, by the way, <laughs> CM Punk stole my joke after the game got released. Oh, really? He tweeted that? out last night with his character uh, picture, and he said, you guys may not t- be able to use me until I get back surgery. Oh. Oh, fuck you, dude. Oh, fuck you. All right, so uh, I will be, uh, check out my new TV show, uh, Tuesday, April 12th, on the Oxygen channel called Living With Funny. It follows Bad Girls Club. Okay, so Living With Funny on Oxygen and then I have shows. I go to adamhunter.com. I have shows all week. I'm at the uh, uh, Improv. I have a new show at the Dime Bar. I'm at the HaHa. It's tomorrow night. Uh, so every night of the week I have shows. I'm coming up to, I'm going to Little Rock, Arkansas, coming up as well as uh, uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, uh, in the near future, as well as San Diego. So thank you so much for coming on the show, Todd. 
thank you, Romero. Uh, uh, thank you. Uh, what was uh, the bullet? Um, thank you, Bubba. Thank you, CB. Thank you, John. Thank you, Sideshow Network. Take care. Have a great life. Thanks, Marina. Ha <laughs> ha